When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's show is brought to you by our friend Soul Psych, an independent recording project based in Portland, Oregon. Their third album, Mercury, is now available anywhere music is streamed, or you can visit soulpsych.bandcamp.com for a pay-what-you-want download of their music. Episode 289. You know what? I miss penis. Are you a boner guy? What are you talking about? Cuz. Cuz-a-roo. Cuz-a-roo. slap it's showtime. WATP. That's when you do it. The WATP thing. W-A-T-P. Hello. Thanks and Cousins. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show hosted by two trans Atlantic co-hosts. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, making his WATP debut, the man with the very fake Irish accent from its Hughesy hello. It's Adam Hughes. What's happening, Adam? Good day. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome Wait to minute, podcast. What did he say? I can't understand his accent. Huh? <laughs> What's this guy, drunk? Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and of course that link to Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. We just recorded this week an episode with Doug from Good Times Great Movies, and we went over Stuttering John's audiobook, Easy for You to Say. That was the second installment of that, so I encourage people to check that out. We also dipped into some Patrick Michael and some Opie updates as well that we'll talk about more in a little bit. But first, I want to encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comments section today. We'll be reviewing a show called Misery Loves Company. This was a suggestion from Adam Hughes. We have both listened to this separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by Kevin Brennan. And the reason why we picked this specific episode is because his guest is a man named Owen Benjamin, who I don't think we've ever talked about on two of these podcasts before. Yeah, the, the thing about this uh, episode that was very disappointing is it's like, um, do you ever get when you hear that Anthony Cumi is having like Jim Florentine or Nick DiPaolo on? Yeah. And immediately you say, oh, yes, this is going to be hilarious. I'm going to kick back, take my little shoes off, hold my toesies, get all nice and snug with some lovely, delicious cocoa, and I'm going to enjoy the laughter. <laughs> well, unfortunately, in this episode, Kevin Brennan, who's a very funny guy. Yeah. Owen Benjamin, also a very funny guy. Yet they produced a very unfunny episode, and it's unfair. And some of the stuff that Owen Benjamin said was so batshit crazy that even Stuttering John would roll his eyes. Gagia. Yeah. So Owen Benjamin, people don't know, is this comedian who kind of decided to go really religious and alt-right and he's like off the grid. He lives on a farm somewhere in Idaho and he like moved out of LA and changed his whole lifestyle. And now instead of telling jokes and being funny, 
He likes to complain that other people steal his jokes and that the establishment is out to ruin his life, which, listen, there's truth to this. Don't get me wrong. I, I think Owen has a reason to have a gripe, but oh, yeah. it doesn't sound like he's doing well. He's not having fun with life in any, even though he acts like he's got it all figured out. Anytime you hear him talk, he sounds like he's pretty fucking miserable. I don't know what your uh, assessment was of that. Yeah, and I love how the guy he's talking about, you know, moral values and people moved to his place called Idaho. I mean, get it? <laughs> I Sex. get it. Yep, <laughs> that's a good one. I saw I saw a really funny T-shirt that said Idaho, you know, which oh. I, I st- I'm still laughing at that one. Yeah, pretty good can't stuff. Can't wear that in public. All right, crazy so man. Owen starts off this show talking about how people, and specifically Dave Chappelle, it's a lot about Dave Chappelle stealing his jokes. But he talks about how Dave Chappelle stole his Caitlyn Jenner bit. He was doing it long before this latest Chappelle special. Now they have all this fake virtue of like, oh, we got to stand up for free speech. It's time to mock Caitlyn Jenner. I'm like, bitch, I did that while it was happening. Whoa, he was mocking Caitlyn Jenner while Caitlyn was getting uh, his dick cut off. Good for him. I, I think South Park was too, if I'm not mistaken. But what do I know? Yeah, but- own Benjamin actually went into the operating room and did a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah. Worked the crowd. He did He's five. A, he did yeah, a tight five while the cock was getting ripped off. Bit of crowd work where he was just like, So where are you from? Where do you come from? What's up with that guy's cunt? <laughs> yeah. You call that a cunt? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he did like, four minutes on that premise alone. It was great. Yeah, he's like, hey, doctor, you think you've got a crap job? You should meet my wife. Oh, no respect at all. Uh, she wants to rip my balls off, and I won't let her. Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you have a clip maybe that sums up the show or something you wanted to point out here? Well, it's just funny that you mentioned the uh, Dave Chappelle thing because Benjamin goes off on these crazy rants about how Dave Chappelle ripped them off. Mm-hmm. And at number three, uh, clip three, he goes off on this rant about Dave Chappelle, which he who he then literally in the middle of the sentence, this is not edited. You can go find it over on the Kevin Brennan's uh, official YouTube channel. This is a genuine clip where right in the middle of the sentence, Owen Benjamin compares Dave Chappelle to anal sex. Dude, guess what? I did a documentary in 2014, a stand-up documentary. Guess what it was called? Sticks and Stones. The guy's such Are you a serious? Fucking- yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's going to end up stealing my bike, dude. <laughs> I, I got to lock up my bike around that Chappelle character. Wait, you had Sticks and Stones in 2014? Yeah, it was called Sticks and Stones. It was a documentary about stand-up comedy that I did. And it got, you know, 500, 800,000 views on YouTube before they deleted my channel. And it's like, so he's done. Have you guys crossed paths very much? No. To me, he always seemed like that autistic guy that wanted to be left alone. So I didn't really care. But it's like... But he he could have seen you. He could be easy. He I mean he could easily be aware of you in terms of like he's seen you at a comedy club, right? Or he could watch. I do a, at least a two hour stream every day. So yeah, it's like, yeah. He also yeah. talked about old school gays versus the new gays, and he even used like going hard in the paint, like all these like phrases. I'm like, dude, are you like bike thief bear? You know, because. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's like, and that's the cool thing about knowing what celebrity really is. You know, I'm not envious of celebrities. Like I'll make fun of Joe Rogan and all these people. And they're like, you're just jealous. I'm like, dude, a fucking midget that looks like a thumb. I'm, I'm jealous of dudes that have like a 2000 acre 
farm and like 10 generations of family and the ability to make their own diesel engines. Like I do have, like, I know the feeling of saying must be nice to somebody, but it's definitely not these hack comedians that are going to go up and take their award from the devil, literally like a satanic trophy and be like, yeah, this is proof that I can overcome. All right, this is where he starts to lose me a little bit when he gets into his Satan stuff. He, he gets real religious, like Grammys are satanic trophies. Okay, I mean, Grammys aren't great, but I don't know that they're pure evil. Well, well just as a heads up to the listeners, that is nothing compared to what will be played later. Okay, I'll keep it going here. I'm like, dude, you made $60 million this year stealing shit from a dude in a barn. All right, he's leaning a little bit too heavy into the fact that Dave Chappelle stole his entire act. Dave Chappelle is the most prolific stand-up right now. He's done more specials. He's got hours and hours of material. Yes, there will be times when he comes up with a joke with the same premise that somebody else came up with. And maybe maybe he did steal stuff from Owen Benjamin. Who am I to say? But Owen's acting like he just stole Owen's entire routine and won the Grammy for it. It's like, well, the, the guy obviously knows how to write a joke. He's not just ripping other people off all the time. Yeah. And don't you find it strange that the biggest comedian in the world is the guy who's ripping these people off? It wouldn't be some up-and-comer or some <laughs> right. fat fuck piece of shit cunt like Stuttering John, who's hilarious, by the way. I do great bits. Your Stuttering John's uh, really coming around there, Hughes. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Hey, 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 my son got a sex change. He's old Benjamin ripped me off. Overcome, like you're like you're gay. <laughs> it's What's the same with like like talent famous. That's why it's so cool you do that. Because I, I say the same thing about the gay stuff, because people are like, Oh, do you you hate the gays? I'm like, I don't hate any gays. I'm like, you're being disingenuous if you pretend that anal sex is healthy. Like, that you don't end up in a pair of Depends diapers. Wait a second. Do you have to be gay to have anal sex? What's he talking about? Not not based on the footage I've seen. Yeah, exactly. This, this is him. So in his rant talking about uh, a joke being copied, he's gone after Joe Rogan, yep. Netflix. He's spoken about his respect for lumberjacks and now gay people are having sex. Yeah, this gets, this gets ridiculous right here. Wondering why he never had shit. You know, I'm like... That's insane to me. Like it's a, it's an act of hatred to like pretend that that's totally fine. Like to rollerblade around in a, a parade, taking MDMA and banging each other behind a dumpster is like classically unhealthy behavior. And like, you know, I used to like hook up with a lot of chicks and looking back, I would tell yeah. myself that that's unhealthy behavior. It's not that I have any problem with like gay people. It's just like you make fun of crazy behavior and so when people just immediately say, oh, you're just jealous of Chappelle or you just hate this group, I'm like, obviously that's not it. Oh, and try to be funny at a certain point. So he's literally thinks that all gay people rollerblade around while high in a parade and then fuck dudes behind a dumpster. They all do fuck guys behind a dumpster. But rollerblading yeah. in a parade, that's only a percentage of gay guys who do that. Yeah, some have skateboards. <laughs> yes, some have scooters. There's, there's a variety. Yeah. But the thing is, like, and I, I do like Owen Benjamin, but that's not an answer to a question. That's a lunatic rant. <laughs> His problem with the joke being stolen is that Joe Rogan looks like a thumb and gay people have loose anuses. <laughs> I love, the, like, this is a, a almost two-hour long show, and Kevin doesn't get a lot of words in on this one. It's mostly Owen going off on these these crazy rants. 
And this one I thought was hilarious because Owen Benjamin obviously is ripping on Jews, but then taking credit for what good that's doing to the world. I've gotten more people to not blame Jews for their problems than anyone I know by making fun of them and then explaining that they're not doing anything to you. So, so he's like, he's like, look at how good I'm doing. I'm letting people know that Jews aren't running the world. They're incompetent assholes. See, isn't that great? My comedy's changing hearts and minds. Yeah, but the thing, he, he went on to say a lot more crazy, wild shit. Like, uh, if you've got a, let me see what's the number, clip six lined up. Yeah. This was a perfect example of how, like, this is what's so disappointing is it's supposed to be a comedy show. You'd think, yeah. And clip six is the shit that we start getting. A lot of women are moms and wives, and a lot of women that are in that rat race want to be out. They hate it. You know, like, women have to be on pills to not want to kill themselves because they're, like, 60 hours a week, and then all they can do is drink and hang out with gay guys. It's like... First of all, I want to say... That is not what women's lifestyle is. If it were, I'd be pretty envious, just drinking, hanging out with gay guys and working all the time. But I, listen, I've worked with a lot of women. None of them work 60 hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not, plus, that's not a thing. And also, where are these women getting the permission to leave the house? <laughs> right. Do they, do fucking, they have permission to hang out with their gay friends? I would yeah, hope not. What, what fucking world is this wizard living? Get back to work. There's emails to answer. And then, God yeah. forbid, they, they get uh, pregnant, they kill it. You know, it's like these are horrible things that these women go through. And it's like, are we going to pretend that that's good feminine nature? Just like men aren't supposed to breastfeed and be super materialistic and be super submissive and cocked and sensitive. No, it makes fucking psychos. And so, you know, the mouse utopia experiment, people can look this shit up. Everyone wants to talk about science. They took like 500 mice gave them an urban environment, gave them all the food they, they, they could possibly want, and their population shoots up. Within two generations, they became cannibals and gay, and they were all dead. All right, so I looked this up, Adam. Here, Did you look up the mouse utopia experiment by any chance? Uh, shockingly, no. Okay, because I thought it was odd that in two generations, all the mice became gay. I'm like, were they, were they sucking each other off? Like, how do you know if a mouse is gay? Like, what does that even mean? So Owen's making that part up. They did stop procreating. They just lost the urge to have sex, but it doesn't mean that they were jerking each their friends off in the corner of the place. But, but if all mice turn gay, then why is there still mice? <laughs> hey, a- these fucking mice quiz. They're donating sperm, sticking it in fucking chick mice. Who are cunts that making babies? They did actually all die off. They they gave all of these mice all of the food they could ever need, and the mice ended up like being antisocial and turning on each other and fighting, and they all died off because they stopped procreating. Now, what's crazy about this is that he's acting like, and if that happens to people, the same thing will happen. They're fucking mice. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little like, different. But but the, the thing about uh. Because it's not just Kevin, it's not so it's not just Owen Benjamin who's going off in these rants. Uh, Kevin Brennan, who I'm a big fan of, uh, but he's also one of these guys who really, really remembers stories that it's like, and at, and at the end of the story, uh, I had the last laugh. So, right. uh, in clip two, here it's a two minute clip, he uh, starts talking about how he texted Dave Chappelle. A criticism. Uh, yeah. 
I remember that. The thing about this clip that's hilarious, Kevin says what he texted to him. Then as he goes on, the text gets longer and longer and changes every time, which yeah. makes me think didn't happen. <laughs> he would be exaggerating a bit on this one. Well, it's <laughs> weird that Chappelle gets, I mean, it, it just, I don't even know if this is your point or if it's my point, but like the comics will literally gravitate towards anybody who's the most popular, whether it's Rogan or Chappelle. And they'll just, even if he's wrong, like I, I sent Chappelle a text after, uh, after he won a, the Emmy, I think in 2020, he won an Emmy and he did a speech about, uh, you know, critics, this is a learning, le- this is a learning, uh, uh, what do you call that? Learning principle for what do you call that, Adam? Learning experience, teachable uh, moment. Yeah, this is a teachable mo- moment for you critics because they were going after him because that was when he first started doing trans jokes, you know. So I sent him a text. I go, I go, you're an entitled cunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so right there, he's sending a text to Dave Chappelle calling him an entitled cunt. I think you're getting yeah. blocked with that one, but okay, let's see. You're holding I, a fucking statue. You're you're literally no, and also it. also also this special was called Sticks and Stones, and you can't take you can't take a little feet pushback from the critics because he was saying it's a teachable moment for the critics because they didn't like it. I was like, oh, your special is called Sticks and Stones, but like literally, if the guy gets big enough, nobody tells him anything. Nobody tells him anything about anything. Like nobody in his camp, none of his friends. Oh, thank God we have Kevin to do this for us. Everyone's so afraid of him that that he just goes around to saying stupid shit. I'm like, you're a fucking clown. I go, people, this in the the heart of the pandemic. I go, people can't, people don't have a job. And you're bitching about critics when your special's called Sticks and Stones. He goes, oh yeah, I knew they were going to. And whenever I texted him before, he never got back to me. He got back to me in four minutes when I when I texted this, called him a fucking bitch. He is so, a bitch. Uh, dude. Uh, it's like guess what? That's I, a teachable I, moment for all the listeners out there. If you want to get someone's attention, don't kiss their ass. Call them out and call them out with some fucking truth to it, and they'll come back. Oh, like the one guy who like calls the fucking king out, the court jester. He's like, hey, you're a fucking idiot. And he's like. Yeah, I know. Nobody's. I guess someone in my camp should have told me I should have called sticks and stones if I'm going to get mad at the critics. Kevin's really uh, taking a lot of credit for his uh, text there, isn't he? Yeah, that's just, he's. Can you imagine? It, I, this is why I think that story's fake. That Dave Chappelle a would even have the same phone number all these years later, <laughs> right. and the Kevin Brennan's going, "Hey, yeah, you're a cunt. You want to do my show?" Yeah, I know. The only text he said to Dave Chappelle was, hey, can you please come out and misery loves company? Yeah, not not yeah, your, you... your dumb con stop being such a cunt. Yeah, you're a cunt and you're not funny. Come on the show, please. And you know, It's stuff like that where, like, obviously, but one of the things I've got to give uh, Kevin a little credit for is that the uh, podcast episode was a very, had a much more serious tone than I think anybody thought it would off because yeah. like as I say, Kevin's hilarious, Owen Benjamin's hilarious. But uh one of the things that I always find fantastic, and this happened a lot on the Norm McDonald show, who's dead by the way, mm, where he passed away he they? would do these nope. bits. No one's even told me about that, really. Well it's spoiler alert. Okay. Uh, he would do these bits on his podcast and the guest, knowing that Norm's a comedian, 
would immediately not get it and give them nothing in return. And clip number nine is an example of how funny Owen Benjamin is. And then Kevin Brennan, just as they would call in the pro wrestling world, brother, uh, no sells it. I like your honesty about it. Cause that is something people face, especially black dudes, especially when they see a bike, they can just hop on, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like if they see an unlocked bike, I mean, their five kids don't have a dad cause they're fucking on. Then they'll find another bike and then another bike. And before you know it, they're in another state. Whoa, whoa. We're listening to Anthony Cumia now. What just happened? How did they jump to the hat? They can't help themselves. It's I, like yeah, white, always... white steel copper. You know, it's almost like drugs do different theft shit. Like white dudes do meth and steal a bunch yeah. of cop pipes. <laughs> yeah, yeah meth is scrap like, metal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not saying whites don't commit. Yeah, but crime, what do they do with it? What do they do with the metal? They sell it for more meth. So you can crack. Get actually, crack you steal car stereos. Yeah, and bikes. And bi- and bikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. That's why when I make fun of black stealing bikes, it's not like I'm I'm making a moral claim above them. I know that. Uh, white theft is, uh, you know, it's very real and it's about selling scrap copper, which, you know, I, I relate, I've never done that, but I, I relate more to that than just the bike, like an unlocked kid's bike when you're a grown man. Like that's weird. So wait, you get the, you go into someone's like empty house. How do you get the copper? Yeah. At a ba- I, I've never done it. I'm not encouraging it, but let's say, you know, your way around piping and there's an abandoned house. You just go in there and you take all the copper pipes and you put it in a little satchel and you sell it and then you get the money and you buy the meth. That 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 black guy who got shot by those three guys in South Carolina when he was in the house, he was looking for like stuff to steal, probably. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. It's like they, especially these days, and it's only going to get more expensive. See, um, I see this totally differently than you do, Adam, because I think that Kevin Brennan's being deadpan and playing this straight, and it's hilarious. I was laughing during this part. It's like, what? What What do they do? They steal copper? What? I get a vibe that sometimes comedians don't like it when the other comics do them well. You think so? I didn't think that Owen Benjamin's rant about stealing bikes was all that funny, to be honest with you. Like, he repeated it 15 times, but... I didn't yeah, see, see it I, get funnier. I, th- I think he did that because he's used to playing to a very devoted audience. And Brandon was giving him nothing. But Brandon would be like, but why? No. Why would a horse go into a bar? So the horses don't drink. At a certain point, because this is Kevin's show, he's trying to make it funny. Because Owen's just going mm. off on these crazy rants. And Owen's talking about the news is lying to you. And, and all the shit that Owen Benjamin is going to talk about. So Kevin attempts to make this funny and it makes it, it's very difficult for him. I love the news. So I watch it, but I know people what do you love about it. I just, cause it's fucking entertaining. Like all the shit people, people get a lady gets pushed in front of the subway every day in New York. It's fucking great. So Wait, you don't like think it's like true. Like, you can watch the news and not think that it's all true, though, right? Like, you watch no, it. Boy, it's entertaining. It's better than a fucking sitcom. I love that Owen Benjamin was like, yeah, but you don't, you don't think the news is real, dude. He just said he enjoys watching it because people jump in front of subway trains. He's making a fucking joke. Have a little bit of fun with that. And then- I'm, I'm so glad you played that bit because if we go to clip five and okay. then clip seven right afterwards, uh, Kevin, as I say, like his show is hilarious. I don't listen to many podcasts. I do listen to Mizzy Loves Company. He tried to lighten the mood by doing a joke about women, which which is clip five. Women are so strong and brave. And it's like, I, I watch Jeopardy with my wife because she likes watching Jeopardy. 
women suck at Jeopardy. And isn't that all like information, retaining information? So it's like women are so smart. Every guy, look, look it up, motherfuckers. Every guy that has a hot streak on Jeopardy, they're always male. Every invention, all the everything's invented. It's other than Spanx, everything that is invented is invented by dudes. So it's like the guys literally pander to the to because women, you know, women are women are now like, especially at the New York clubs, women are saying, let's go out. They go out in groups and you can literally see like if they like, if, especially if it's a guy gay, if he's Mateo Lane, they're like, oh, this guy, I wish he was our friend. We should go get mimosas with him. So, so yeah, but women are dumb cunts and that's never, I mean, <laughs> and, uh, excluding our wives, of course, I'm just saying, it's like the fact that they think they're amazing because they make a little money now is unbelievable to me. <laughs> so I, I did really appreciate that. I watched Jeopardy. My wife just know any of the answers is proof that women are dumb. I thought that was yeah. great. But that's, that's the thing. It almost could have the Seinfeld theme playing underneath that. Yeah. Or um, dedicating the joke to just, you know, before I do this bit, I just want to dedicate the show to all the tropes. But uh, with all that talk about uh, feminism, clip seven, I find hilarious because, uh, of course, uh, Owen Benjamin, he does a live stream. He's got this big fan base. He was going off on a rant about uh, Whitney Cummins, I think. Yeah. Who, uh, I don't like that bitch anyway. She's I think he says she looks like her face is melted. What did he say about it? It's probably in yeah, this clip. <laughs> he said she looks like a melted candle. And yeah. apparently she has uh, admitted to taking really hardcore drugs to deal with her depression issues. And while he's going off on a rant, uh, reality kicks in at number seven when Mrs. Benjamin turns up. <laughs> and every female comic now, whenever she says like, ah, I'm not going to have kids. All the women start clapping and it's like, all right, all right, let's see what happens when you're 50 and right. you're fucking mind where you're like, Oh my God, I don't have any, nobody. What? Yeah. Like Whitney Cummings is bragging about that. And then the next sentence, she's like, and I'm on ketamine. So I don't kill myself. And people right. are like, Oh my God, you're so brave. She literally takes ketamine. Oh, sorry. My, my family's going to almost kind of hear me. So I'm going to stop talking about dark <laughs> stuff. Ketamine, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Let me get closer. Yeah. So anyway, wow. So, people, his voice just went down twenty decibels. Yeah. <laughs> but see, but that's the, the thing is, like, they, they, women are dumb cunts, but they're also the bosses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like well, you, do you really want to clean your own dishes, Carl? Well, I actually thought that he had a pretty funny line when he was talking about this is Owen Benjamin's impression of what a New York comedy club is like. Like there's <laughs> not I'm not talking about like cucked New York clubs where everybody's sitting there like, do you have your vaccine card? Oh, my God. Make fun of Trump. Or I'm going to kill myself. I think Owen's lost connection with reality a little bit. I, I could be wrong. When he says he doesn't watch the news and Kevin goes, well, then what do you watch? Like, how do you stay informed of what's going on? This was Owen Benjamin's response to that. I'm interested in weird shit. I mean, I, uh, I'll, I'll stare at a fucking chicken for an hour. No one told me there was going to be boasting. All right. <laughs> yeah, too, but the thing is, if clip eight that I have, it's, uh, it's, I call it Owen Benjamin lies. And it really, I like the guy again, I said again and again, but uh, this is a guy who loves thinking of what he says i'm not i'm not narcissistic <laughs> okay yeah he goes out and says dave Chappelle ripped off my entire set 
And yeah. that's why people they, like him. But yeah. that Everybody fucking rips me off. Everybody's fucking stupid. Everybody's stealing my jokes. Uh, I'm not narcissistic. So I'll tell you what my experience, my first experience with Owen Benjamin was. Uh, a few years ago, I was on The Dick Show with Dick Masterson, and Owen Benjamin was the guest before me. So I got to watch Owen Benjamin, and he had his piano out, and he's talking to Dick Masterson. And the very first thing, this is years ago, the very first thing he talked about with Dick was people ripping off his jokes. Yeah, my first joke that almost got me banned from Patreon was, uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I said, uh, this is a while ago, and then someone stole it, stole this joke, and it went viral, and so then Patreon backed off because they're, they're cowards. But yeah. uh, it was the joke was uh, the. The Me Too movement always confused me because I'm 38, and in my world, that's not a hashtag. That's a pound sign. So people were saying pound me too over and over again. <laughs> you, you came up with that? That, that was mine. That was, I came up with that as, as soon as it came out, as soon as it started happening. That joke that Owen just took credit for, everyone thought of that. Everyone yeah. knows the pound sign and it said pound me too. That wasn't that impressive. That's why he thinks everyone's stealing from him because he comes up with like obvious jokes that other people come up with. And then he goes, they're all stealing from me. Dude, you're not anywhere on the internet. How can people even steal your shit? We can't even find it. I'm not on BitChute all that often. You know, one day, uh, Owen Benjamin was just uh, sitting down in a chair and he thought, you know what? I'm going to try something new. So he got up on his legs and he called it Benjamining. And uh, sadly, <laughs> they ripped them off and they, it was called standing by those those Jews. Oh, the, the Jews did it. The Jews did it. The, um, the other thing that uh, Owen likes to talk about is uh, the state of comedy today. Like, I think comedy used to be a lot more fun. And now it's like, it just seems so controlled and gay, you know? Whoa, I've been saying comedy is gay since 2018, Owen Benjamin. You stole that from me. I'm the comedy is gay guy. Yeah, and I always start my sentences with the word well, so he's <laughs> ripping me off. I think he is. That's for sure. Uh, but again, uh, Owen Benjamin is known for his uh, conspiracy theory-ism. Is that a word? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's convinced that we did not land on the moon. He's got a, a whole bunch of things that he likes to talk about. Well, uh, clip number 10. <clears throat> Sorry, it was a hilarious burp on the radio. I'm a wild man. Yeah. Uh, clip number 10. It's one of those things where, no, you're not talking about a conspiracy. You're just being a, pardon my French, a silly goose. Bro, there's people in wheelchairs that aren't even in wheelchairs. Like that they aren't do crippled? The, bro, I think FDR could totally walk. I think it was a total skin. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty. Wait a second. Would that be a conspiracy of a conspiracy? Because didn't they like hide the fact that FDR was in a wheelchair? And now he's saying that they weren't. Okay, I'm confusing myself. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, who, who's who said he couldn't walk? Dude, everybody. They say he had polio and he couldn't walk, but they're like, but they never showed pictures of him in his wheelchair. I'm like, because he could fucking walk. Yeah. And it's like, well, why would anyone do that? I'm like, empathy vampirism. Yeah. Like empathy vampires. It's like plus it was plus back. Back then, everybody was so sad because of the Great Depression. He was the perfect president for that. He was a sad dude, even though he was a four-term four president. He people were like, "Ah, oh, he he amplified he he was he, whatever the word is amplified that era." You know? Yeah, he uh, exemplified. Yeah, he uh, exemplified everybody's gold, and no one seems to care. Like everyone's like, "I was a great guy." I'm like, he took everyone's gold. Everyone. He took everyone's. He, Dude, I was a history guy. That's one thing that gets me in trouble, especially with 
World War II knowledge. But um, FDR was horrifying. <laughs> like, he literally made it illegal to possess gold if you're, like, an individual. And it's all about that fucking wheelchair. <laughs> it's all about the wheelchair. Yeah. What the fuck? But the thing is, see when he's saying that shit, uh, all I can think about is FDR from the backwards episode of Seinfeld. Yes. A Kramer's friend who got him back with a snowball. But with uh, that sort of stuff, like, like, why the fuck would somebody secretly being able to walk help? Because he wants the empathy. He's an empathy vampire. Being the president of the United States for four terms wasn't enough for this guy. He also needed everyone feeling bad for him, too. You didn't know that? I love what Owen says. I'm a history guy. That That's just kind of a, a little cocky. I'd rather him say... Are you a boner guy? That, that's cooler <laughs> than being a history guy, in my opinion. But what do I know? But that was... Uh, it was stuff like that. And I have to admit... The the full interview from the show it's 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 like an hour and a half long an hour and forty minutes or something yeah I, I had to tap out I didn't get all the way through either it's like yeah because it's like I can't fucking keep going with this and one of the things is the clip four it's see this is something that sometimes stuff is spoken about enough like uh, at the time of recording this I'm wearing a Rolling Stones uh, Christmas sweater right. There's nothing left to be said about the Rolling Stones. It's They've discussed the making of the classic albums in the 70s, the big tours of the 80s and 90s. It's a tapped keg. So clip four, which is a, a longer clip, it's what I call it's the most boring possible conversation that comedians can have these days. Uh, spoiler alert, did you know, Carl, that comedians don't like censorship and cancel culture? What? Well, just these two comedians, right? Because everyone else loves it. Apparently. <laughs> okay. So I don't like that you brought a three-minute and 40-second long clip that yes. you've already said is going to be boring because that's going to make my show boring, but we'll see what we can get through here. You know, someone was uh, telling me that they were offended by some joke. I'm like, dude, if I was a middle school teacher, like a like an HR guy, or like if I drove the school bus, you have a total point. I'm literally a comedian. Like that's if we don't do that as our profession, we have no value. And that's why you're seeing so many comedians have no value. I would have known, by the way, that Owen Benjamin was a comedian if he hadn't told me a thousand times. Because I've heard this guy talk a lot and I've heard him take credit for jokes that aren't that funny. But I've really never heard him tell a joke. Like you have more value to me than any of those people you just named because you'll say what's actually happening. And so that's the only. Well, he did say the gay guy's rollerblade. OK, I'll give him that one. Value a comedian has other than that. <laughs> Like, is are they worth millions of dollars in praise so Whitney Cummings can be like, I fuck so many guys, bobblehead, bobblehead. It's like, nobody cares. That's why just being able to talk shit and say what's actually happening is the only value a comic has. Why else would someone who works hard pay money to hear someone talk if they're just going to say the same shit everyone else says? It's like, Yeah, but that's what people are used to now. That's what, that's what it's becoming because... People are so used to that, like at their office, like you can't say anything. All right. Yeah, this is this conversation is raging because both of them are like above all other comedians. Like we're the only ones who are telling it like it is out there. It's like there's other good comedians. It's not just you. Yeah, it's <laughs> such a boring me. conversation. This is the podcast equivalent of interviewing Jim Florentine and saying, so uh, have you ever thought about bringing the metal show back? You should try Netflix. Uh, no what's your favorite, Chrissy Mayer. What's your favorite uh, album from the uh, 80s? Yeah. 
I know. It's yeah, like, we, we, what's we your gotta... opinion on the state of music? It's like um, Anthony Cumia on to ask him, is Juice Smollett opinion? We know. <laughs> we do know. This was uh, a one quick quip from uh, Kevin Brennan that I thought was pretty funny because they were talking about how Owen's not jealous of these people who are more successful than him. He's perfectly fine to be where he's at. And uh, Kevin says this. Like people, people <laughs> say, I'm bitter. Oh, I'm jealous of your brother. It's like, my brother looks like he has AIDS. Like, like <laughs> that's a pretty, pretty funny line. I'd be laughing. And then at a, a, a certain point in the show, out of nowhere, an hour in, all of a sudden, Owen starts playing the piano. I'm like, wait, have you been sitting next to a piano this entire time? It's just out of nowhere. To change, I don't know how to fix a faucet. Like, not at all. Well, I mean, you could though. You just—it's just research, really. Now I can, yeah. I, yeah. I know how to learn. Yeah. You know, it's like. Like I can do a lot of high level shit because I learn how to learn. Like we get it. You're amazing. Holy yeah. shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Joe Piscopo, you're very talented and your very mommy talented. would be very proud. Jesus Christ. Uh, this was an interesting question. Now, I've never been asked if I would like to be a cult leader. And uh, <laughs> I, I think I would have a different answer than Owen's. You could never like become like a cult leader, right? No, I don't. I actually don't have the personality for it. I, I thought you do because you're like Barry Ribs, who <laughs> I guess bailed, uh, said you're he, his first take on you is that you're handsome, which is which is good for yeah. cult leader. But you also have a very <laughs> strong personality and, and strong conviction. So, but you don't think you could do it? No, because one, I don't want. Like, like, no, I we don't, don't like, want you to. We don't want you to, but I'm just saying. I thought about it because people get mad that I don't sometimes. Because, all right, first off, he's thought about it is a weird thing to say to could you be a cult leader? I've thought about it. You have? You're a psychopath. Yeah, he basically is a cult leader though, well, because the second thing he says there is people have asked me to be a cult leader. That's not true. Cults are bad. No one wants to be in a cult. They don't think they're in a cult. That's the yeah, whole point but, of cults. And by the way, well, what is a cult leader? Someone who doesn't work for money, has people do everything for him. He he talks about how they literally send them fucking door handles, that how they've helped build his house and stuff. Yeah, he has a cult. All right, I I mean I think you could probably make a case for that. I think the, the his lifestyle does reflect the cult leaders for sure. It's one I'm jealous of, to be honest. Like, right, to, yeah. to be able to do nothing and make money from it. Give me, give me some of that cocaine scratch. Uh, anything else you want to uh, play or talk about from this episode? Uh, just one clip, because at the minute, for some reason, there's some type of controversy with a comedian called Barry Ribs, who looks like a Rolling Stone with like the fucking musical talent to back it up. Uh, he was initially going to be the ju- the guest on the show, but then. Owen Benjamin became available. But uh, what Barry Ribs did this thing that's very fucking annoying is when a guest comes on a show for a podcast and they don't have the equipment, which means that it's going to be bad audio. Or the like, so this is just a clip of Barry Ribs was going to record his part of the podcast from a fucking busy cafe or a pizzeria and how uh, Kevin Brennan shuts him down. You know, I'm not one of those guys. I just, can see that there's clearly a plan. And did you, no. when you had, when you had children, did that uh, confirm that, that more? All right, yeah. here's our boy, Barry. Definitely. 
And he's probably outside of McDonald's. No, you said he's at a restaurant, so. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. He's got to steal Wi-Fi from, like, the Dunkin' Donuts. Uh-huh. Yo. This is classic, baby. Yo. Okay, speak now, Kevin. Let me. Yeah, we're good, man. We're good. Here? Okay. Yeah, I could, I could hear you guys better now. Um, as I told Adam, I'm in the restaurant, and I got free Wi-Fi and some warmth, but they may push me out outside like I'm homeless. All right, well, we got Owen Benjamin on anyway, so we really don't even need you. I, I no disrespect, but yeah, uh, I feel well. I say I feel welcome, Mister Charming. <laughs> Great Owen comeback. Benjamin. I kind of know that name. You're a good-looking dude. No homo. Thanks, bro. Guy's a legend. Uh, okay, Owen, we're gonna uh, Barry. We got to focus on Owen mostly because he's. Uh, we can get you anytime, but Owen's a uh, Owen's a bit of a get, so we have to. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's probably as bad as calling in from a Little League game, as has been pointed out here in our uh, Discord. Oof. Poor Kevin Brennan. This reminds me of when we reviewed Legion of Skanks, and Doug from Who's Right and I were like, Luis J. Gomez is working so hard to try to make this entertaining. He's got the worst guests on his show. This this was a tough one for Kevin to get through, I think. That that's the thing that what sucks so much about it is because like if this was any like as I mentioned earlier when Kumia gets a good name on or like when Artie Lang gets a good guest on you think this is going to be easy work yeah but uh, Kevin Brennan uh, as again I say Misery Loves Company is a great show but that uh, whole episode was a shark sandwich. I got one more clip and this is just talking about Owen Benjamin is predicting this is the end of the world as most of these people do. And he's the only one prepared for it. It's already inflating, but it's going to get to a point where, you know, it's going to be like Weimar, Germany, and a loaf of bread's $1,000, and people are going to be like, oh, and Benjamin is so crazy. Meanwhile, my They're wife literally- to you like Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I'm going to be at my own gate. I'm going to be like, show me your Twitter in 2018. If you talk shit, you don't get any goat milk. Because I'm dude, man. I'll share my goat milk. I got a herd of goats. No one told me there was going to be boasting. He goes on to say that he's six foot eight because he drinks raw goat milk. That is not how genes work. You don't become taller yeah. because of your diet. But he's convinced of it, so. I thought it was because his mother had an affair with Larry Bird. <laughs> that's, what I, that's my theory. That's my one basketball reference. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good basketball reference. I want to take a minute to thank our friend Soul Suck. What is this music? Is this a music special? It is not, although it is that time of year. This is not a music special. What you're hearing is the music of Soul Psych, an independent recording project based in Portland, Oregon. The project features a rotating and expanding cast of collaborators to make music that is multi-stylistic, blending genres together, rock, electronic, grunge, indie, jazz. Don't even get me started. It's all in there. Anything they can squeeze out of the studio, and uh, you should check out this music. We're actually going to play one of the tracks off their new album at the end of the show, so listen all the way through to that. Their newest creation from Soul Psych is their third full-length album, Mercury. Featuring a QR code as the album cover, it's the album you can physically buy, but don't have to physically play to listen to. You can scan it 
and listen to their songs from their Bandcamp site. It's the best of both worlds. Mercury is available anywhere music is streamed, including Spotify and Apple Music. If you want to contribute to Soul Psych to help them get their music out in the world and fun future albums, and we'd love for you to do that, you can visit soulpsych.bandcamp.com for a pay what you want, no minimum, download of any of their music in a variety of file formats. Soul Psych is S-O-U-L-P-S-Y-C-H dot bandcamp.com. For merchandise, you can visit Soul Psych Records on Etsy to buy a shirt or a physical copy of their music. Please support our friend Soul Psych. And let's listen to some music for a second. All right, so I have to get into uh, this next segment real quick. Cringe of the week. Cringe of the week. And I'm going to play, this was a podcast called Simple Blasphemy, which we actually reviewed a while back because they had Kyle Gass and his band on the show and just wasted his time. It just didn't make any sense that he was on their show. These people are retarded. But so, the, the thing about Kyle Gass, I have to say, is yeah. people get him on the show and they immediately realize, oh, fuck, he's not Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, oh, Joe, that's the other guy. Oh, shit. No, Kyle Gass is, is very talented, though. It's like, it's, oh, oh, yeah, he's a brilliant guitar player. Yeah, he is. And I love Tenacious D, but Jack Black, or Jack Black, I should say, is the, uh, is the star, is the comedic backbone of the Fat Fuck crew. And this was when they had him on... If I'm remembering this right, it, it obviously was another band that Kyle Gass is in that was just like a serious band that he's in. So anyway, for some reason, they were able to get this guy on there as a guest. Now, fast forward to a recent episode. Their guest, Amanda, said she doesn't give thoughts and prayers to anyone sick from COVID that didn't get the vaccine. And this pisses off Zach. Now, I'm going to play the setup to this. Oh, my mom's not vaccinated. I'm not vaccinated, and I'm not doing this. But please pray for her because she has um, COVID-19. You know, just do it because you make it makes a good fucking decent human being. Because, you know, my best friend fucking just fucking died, and everybody wants to fucking jump on the goddamn fucking bandwagon. Like, oh, this person wasn't good. Oh, this person wasn't good. How about just being a goddamn fucking good fucking human being? Whether you believe in this person was good or this person wasn't bad, just fucking pray for somebody and say, hey, I hope the best for them. All right, so this is the co-host, Zach, getting very pissed off about this, that you wouldn't pray for someone just because they didn't get vaccinated. Yeah, and what kind of a good person would use foul language like that? That's disgusting. That's terrible. I know. I don't condone that. So this is Zach losing his mind. This rant went on for 10 minutes, but Adam Thoreau pared this down for us. So that we could hear this is um, this is Zach actively quitting the show. We want to fucking put up walls. We want to fu- oh, fuck this person. Oh, I, I don't want no good thoughts for you. How about good thoughts for fucking everybody? I agree. For, what I, about I, that? I have good a t- thoughts for everybody, whether they have a different point of view or not. What about <laughs> I, that? That was fucked Zach, up. I'm not right gonna. Now. I'm not that gonna. Was yep. goddamn fucked up with this world right now. I'm sorry. And if I'm we not don't gonna... fucking change that. We are all fucked. Uh, excuse me, this is the producer. Um, you're overmodulating just a tad. Could you back away from yeah. the microphone? Yeah. Hey, excuse mind. me, Zach. Zach, <laughs> it's a producer. Uh, can you ask him about uh, being an elf? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, apparently, this was streamed on YouTube on the seventh of December, 
and taken down. Well, no, I guess it's still there, but it's unlisted, and they never put it out as a podcast. I guess they're not real happy with the finished product. This is the last clip from that of uh, Zach quitting during the show. And uh-huh. be a little bit more sympathetic and also just a little bit more on the more caring side rather than the, the opposite. Is that a way to kind of sum that up generally? I feel, I feel I'm, that. I'm done. I'm fucking. I'm out. I'm out. All right. Well, I think I'm like our, our friend that we happen to know. I think that uh, I want to fucking go part time, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm, I just I can't. All right. Well, Dude, hey, I, I, I fucking can't do this shit anymore, man. Tune in next week. I literally can't. All right, he's had enough. Yeah. That's hardly that. George Harrison quitting the Beatles. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, oh, how are we going to get it back? Oh, no, we better set up a meeting and yeah, try, to, well, try to get it back. Yeah, call Cumier. He, he, he needs a co-host. Yeah, Zach, there's an open position for you. They're looking forward yeah. to it. Uh, My also- name is Anthony Cumier. Zach, <laughs> you've got a place here as long as you're white. Spot on, Cumier impression. Also, Carl's Club Foot in the Discord sent in a cringe of the week. And I said I was going to do Doug Loves Movies this week, which we had a scheduling conflict, so I think we're going to do it next week instead. But I do have a Doug Loves Movies clip going back a ways, back when he wasn't doing live shows, they were just doing stuff over Zoom. He had on a guy named Patton Oswalt. You ever heard of uh, Patton? The fucking... The, the the murderer? You are at a loss for words. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I really tripped you up with that one. <laughs> I, I just just as a quick rant, as an outsider, it's Hollywood liberals like Pat Oswald that give Trump uh, the run in office. Yes. They you can't be sit standing on a fucking red carpet in an expensive suit at the premiere of the fifth season of your new TV show, going, you know, Donald Trump's lost touch with the common person. <laughs> Yeah, like, shut up, fat cunt dwarf. Go put flowers on your wife's grave. Uh, ignore Chad Zumark's tweets and get back to not being funny. Well, this will definitely trigger you because we have Patton on with his wife, not the one, Ooh. not the one that's no longer with us, obviously. So he's yeah, on. <laughs> that would be tough. He's on with his wife, and listen to this because Doug's introducing them. Patton is so bored with both what his wife is saying and with being on Doug's show that he's literally typing emails in the middle of being on this podcast. Uh, Also here today, uh, the co-host of the Can You Send a Fax podcast. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. It's the I Got Your Voicemail podcast. Mm, Almost. Well, if I try a third time and I don't get it, I'm going to get locked out. (laughs) Yeah. What's it it called? Did you get my text? (laughs) That's it. That's it. Also, I wouldn't have acted the hell of it out of it like you just. I know. Look at that. Yeah, I like. I like. I like saying it like. People are like, what's the name of your podcast? I'm like, well, did you get my text? They're like, no, I haven't gotten your text. Just tell me what it is. I'm like, no. Oh, for God's sakes. Sorry, it's the who's on third, baby. I like it. (laughs) Well, that's what happens when I have, uh, you know, co-hosts such as yourselves. You know, it happened when I had the, uh, you know, the two guys from uh, the Mads from MST3K uh, on together. You know, you just want to introduce them together. So I'm just going to go ahead and do that. It's Pat Oswald and Meredith Salinger. Hello. Hi. 
Hi. Hello. Hey, sorry, sorry to jump in. Uh, uh -oh. Hey, producer Ryan here. Is somebody typing? Oh yes, Patton. I'm sorry. I, Jesus my bad. Christ. Okay, that's all right. Um, would you mind not typing? Uh, it, it, the the microphone is picking it up. Um, done and seriously. done. And don't okay. fiddle with anything, and don't rumple papers or slurp <laughs> or cough. Come on, man. Uh, sorry hey, to listen. discipline. Hey, listen, thank you, Ryan. Ryan. Fan mail doesn't answer itself. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Captain uh, is multitasking. You know, he's being a douche on your show is what he's doing. You know, uh, I'm, I'm actually quite computer literate. I've got incredible typing skills. Yes. And based on my ear, I could hear that Patton was typing how to poison a second wife. <laughs> you could tell exactly what he was typing. Yeah. Impressive. Be careful. By the way, uh, apparently Anthony is listening to the show right now. And when we said that he could, we could get Zach to be his new co-host, he says, um, how about no? But he also complimented you on your Anthony Cumia impression. Uh, if that's on. really Anthony Cumia, tell him I love him and he has a lovely, big, lovely smile. <laughs> I'm sure he'll get the note. I'm sure he'll get the <laughs> message. Did you tell him that when you had him on your show? Did you tell him that you loved his smile? Yeah, I told him that the first time that I interviewed him that he had a lovely smile. And 20 seconds later, I haven't spoken to him ever again. <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's not the right thing to communicate. To ask, yeah. <laughs> possibly. Now, I want to do something a little bit different right now because Husey pulled one on me, the old bait and switch. When we were talking about doing this show together, he brought this show to me called Baptized Fire with Brother Martin. Oh, and, my God. And I said, okay, that sounds good. We'll do that. So I went ahead and listened to it and pulled a bunch of clips. And I said, all right, you ready to talk about the show? And you're like, nah, I'm good. I don't need to, I don't need to pull any clips from that. So... Do you want to give a little background on how you found this show or what you thought was interesting about it before I, I get into this? Uh, okay, but well just as a, it's kind of a plug as well. Uh, I used to, uh, I mean, I still do. Uh, my podcast is part of something called the Creative Control Network. Mm -hmm. And how that started was it was a guy called Joe Finney who used to produce a lot of shows for pro wrestlers. And and I love the old school pro wrestling and all that shit. And this guy, Chris Martin, was kind of part of that group of people who would listen to these shows. Uh, as I got to know him and learn stuff about him, I genuinely hope that he dies. Uh, this is a guy who, have you ever heard of a man called Conrad Thompson? No. Well, Conrad Thompson in the pro wrestling podcast world, he's like the Joe Rogan. He's Oh, I do know that is. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he's got like six or seven shows. They're yep. all massively successful. He's making in, he's bringing in like five figures a week from podcasts, never mind Patreon, all this shit. Chris Martin was so dashed for attention that he went on Twitter and faked having cancer so that Conrad would simply retweet him. Really? He's a, yeah, he's a, he's a little cunt. Instead of the Undertaker, he's the cancer faker. He's a little cunt who works at Walmart. He's a Jesus freak. He's a motivational speaker. And his fucking ugly cunt wife is a fat bitch. And if I ever see her in person, I'm going to throw a sardine right in her mouth. <laughs> I bet you'd like that. His wife's so fucking ugly as well. You will never find one photograph of her on either of his social medias where she's not filtered. She's a stinky pig. She's a dirty girl. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So I see why you picked this podcast now. It sounds like you have some thoughts and feelings about it. Let's get into some clips, shall we? So I'm, oh my. I'm getting into this like, okay, there's a religious guy. He's going to tell me how to live my life. He's going to help me out. But of course, it starts with the tell. The tell that this podcast is going to suck. Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy, ladies, we're driving a pinto, we're driving a Mercedes. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off. All right. So he's got the anchor read to start off the show and he can't even talk and he's rambling and babbling. What I thought was interesting here is how the show starts off. It's almost as if he knew we were going to review it. So he does the same thing Patrick Michael does where he does his anchor read and then he says, okay, we're going to do a show today. And then it goes to a, a quick like audio thing and then it goes back and then he starts the show. He starts the show twice for some reason. This is the first time around. Yeah. And by the way, this is a motivational speaking podcast from a yeah. guy who's tried to kill himself multiple times before. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't have life figured out is what you're trying to say. Yeah. When, you, when you're on your fourth suicide survival attempt and you work at fucking Walmart... Maybe shut the fuck up about how I should live my life. And please, better luck next time, I beg you. Uh, the the thing about this podcast is that like, there's a show on YouTube called Get My Go, and basically it's like, who are these podcasts? And it's a Sounds comedy awesome. roast. Yeah, it's very good. But <laughs> yeah. instead of it being about multiple podcasts, it's all about where the first season was all about the same guy. Mm. And... Basically, the, the eight people that are on Gap My Go are the eight listeners of this guy's podcast, so he knows only his trolls are listening. Well, that's that's interesting because he talks a lot about that, and there's a lack of confidence right out of the gates. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on the latest edition of Baptized Fire with Brother Martin. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart from everybody that's listening to this, I'm greatly appreciative that you're taking time out of your busy lives to hear what this stuttering fool's got to say. You know, whether you want to call me your friend, your enemy, whether you want to call me the king of stutter style, a podcasting legend, or whatever sarcastic remark you want to make, it doesn't matter. The fact you're here tells me that I'm affecting you in one way, shape, or form. So I hope and pray, even the ones that are here, that have a negative thoughts about me that through my words that I can hopefully inspire you to live a better life and that you can realize that, you know, there's more to life than just being negative and tearing others down. So yeah, already I'm living a better life, you little cunt. And the other thing I've got to say is that he once talks about the bottom of his heart. I want his heart to be on the bottom of my floor <laughs> and, and, and don't fucking name a show that's so easily Partied, a baptized fire, it's fucking craptized crier. I Whoa. fucking hate this guy. And <laughs> wouldn't you be miserable too in life if you had to smell the snatch of a fucking uh, octopus every night? <laughs> <laughs> when I heard this, the way that he starts the show, just like, listen, I know a lot of people hate me, and you're probably just listening just to troll me. My only thought was, get confident, stupid. <laughs> like, what, yeah. what kind of way is that to, to start a show? So it's funny that he says, look at, don't have negativity. There's no reason for that. Come on. You know, I hope you, you learn from me to be positive and, and have a great life. And then later out of the show, 40 minutes in, he says this. Um, and uh, this is going to really be something that I'm going to talk about because there's a lot of people, they've been messaging me. They're like, hey, wait a second, Chris. 
you got to address it soon enough. You you got you got to talk about it because like you took your show down within like a day of you posting the last one, and that's true. All right, so he took his show down, and he's like, "All right, I got to address this. I I did a show last week. I took it down the next day. And why is that? Why did you have to take your show down?" Basically, what happened was my show. I was a little bit angry, and uh, which I said that I would apologize eventually because I'm a decent human being that actually feels bad when I go off the deep end. Um, which I kind of went off the deep end and I, uh, and I kind of got to the point to where I was calling out Rob and I showed his personal records. Do you know about this? Yes. There's a guy uh, called Rob Rob. He's a, a podcaster who, uh, they used to do shows together and Rob has, uh, a previous criminal issue. I, I don't know what's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Uh, He's so, a criminal record, and apparently this guy comes on, Chris Martin comes on, and shows everyone his criminal record. And he's talking yeah, about positivity and, and how to live your life and be good to others. And he's putting this one guy on blast. Yeah, because what it was was Rob, uh, he thought his neighbor was flirting with him, so he pulled his deck out. <laughs> okay, is this true? So, yeah, it's true. And this is a comedy show, everybody. Go- through a whole course and don't take anything we say seriously yeah but the the other thing i've got to say about this chris martin guy he's also one of these gofundme fakers okay where uh, every year he seems to break his spine again (laughs) and it always happens around christmas time when, when you know when walmart money won't pay for a playstation 5 for his kids uh so he said oh fuck my spine please send 400 dollars uh, I need it or I'll die at Christmas. He's a little... Co- oh, God. But we're, can I borrow one of Kumi's guns? <laughs> yeah, I think I think we can arrange that. He's got enough of them. And, Anthony, <laughs> give me a Glock. So after he brings this up and he's talking about Rob and showing his record and all this stuff, all of a sudden his wife pipes up. We're, we're 40 minutes in. I didn't know she was there, but all of a sudden she pipes up out here. Well, by the way, before we start... If anybody wants a visual of what this uh, mountain looks like, uh, quickly Google the Nasty Boys from the WWF and look at the blonde one. That hog is what she looks like. She looks like the blonde Nasty Boy, Brian Knobs, only after more sandwiches. Fat bitch. So I thought this was interesting because I'm listening to the show. It's it's hosted by Brother Martin. It's a Jesus show. It's about, like you said, motivation and how to live your life. So I was not ready for what I was about to hear with them talking about looking up criminal records and shit. Which I just want to say this, that for what for what I did, which the well, show did not get taken. If somebody's Googling me, they have no damn, they have no damn life. Oh, yeah. And that's the guy honest truth it, that if people got to search your background because they can't find shit on me, then that's a sad reflection that they have no life. You're right. So, yeah, no offense. you're, you're right, sweetie. And no, and no, and no, and no offense. What you've done, you I were hurting you. yourself. You weren't hurting others. Yeah. There's a difference. Wait, she was hurting herself. She wasn't hurting others. Was she a meth head? When I hear uh, that, I'm like, wait, what was she up to? 
Uh, I mean, maybe she's one of those copper stealers that Owen Benjamin was talking about. <laughs> maybe, yeah, that, she is yeah. white, so that's what yeah, this this is this fucking bit. So here's another uh, thing I've got to add to the thing. So Chris Martin, that's his name. Chris yeah. is a recovered porn addict. Okay, and apparently she left him before because he was addicted to porn and he was staying in his house, you know, jerking his Johnson instead of going out for a you know, a nice watermelon feed. Uh, so when she left him, he tried to kill himself, allegedly, and she came back to him. But she keeps bringing that back. And I think he also hired prostitutes. <laughs> so this guy used to have a fun life and he's yeah. gotten away from it now, is what you're telling me. Yeah, and now he's... These are the thing. Some people uh, fall in love. Some people uh, enjoy being single forever. And some people resort. And this is what this fucking couple is this and he has long hair and he's going bald on top and i really really want to kick him in the fucking cunt uh, also he walks around with the black lives matters mask on at all times oh great so he's virtue Not that there's signaling. anything wrong with that so but... he's virtue signaling on top of it so after she says you're looking at my criminal record yeah okay there's some shit on there but i was hurting myself i wasn't hurting other people and then she says this wrong i hope people's asses but i never been to jail for it yeah, that's true. She goes, don't get me wrong. I've whipped some people's asses, but I haven't gone to jail for it. She's a fucking bruiser. And I saw the photo of the nasty boys. Someone posted the discord. So I have a pretty the, good visual now. This is the only way I, I can assume she's that kind of a cunt that the person, the person she whipped was, uh, she worked in an old folks home and beat up an elder. <laughs> that's always a good I, I need your money to buy me some uh, uh, Garth Brooks CDs, you, you old cunt. Uh, so I'm going to get away from the wife for a little bit because that's very triggering to you. Let's get back to our friend, Brother Martin. Brother Martin uh, is one of these guys who has a childlike understanding of religion and God. He talks about it like a child would. He's got the directions for you. He's got the layout for you. And he'll give you the best possible life that you could imagine because you know what who better to go to than the one who made you who better to go to than the one that made every single one of us every single thing every single uh breath we breathe every single person that we love every single building we walk into every single thing we can imagine it all starts with him and people are like wait a second chris the whole building thing by god God's got to make the person who builds the buildings so we can walk into the buildings. So I'm just Mexicans. This right it all goes back to God him. created Mexicans. Yeah. God, God created day laborers. So you hear him fidgeting with his microphone there at the end too. I was watching a video of a Halloween podcast. He's just holding the microphone in his hand and bouncing it around as he's recording the podcast. Like put it in a stand dummy. Yeah. It's a dumb thing. So what makes this whole thing is we all know there is no God. Cause if there was a God, it would have caught the person that attacked you, say, Smollett. That's true. Those, <laughs> poor, poor Juicy. Now, he says God does everything, even make buildings. It's like, dude, you could say sunsets and mountain ranges. There's so many things he could have said. Why would he say buildings? I know for a fact God didn't create the building. I've been driving by it every day and seen who, who was building it. It wasn't God. Yeah, and he did. God didn't build the fucking trailer park that you live in. Right. It wasn't God. Yeah. So he, then he goes on to explain that you should really be humble. I hate to break your heart, but you're going to be wrong more often than not. And like I said on my last show, if you 
are thinking that you're the smartest person within the room, that's one of the biggest mistakes that you can make because there's always somebody smarter than you. There's always somebody that's that knows more than you. And there's always somebody that that has experienced more than you. What if you're an elementary school teacher? Could you be the smartest person in the room? That There's always got to be someone who's the smartest person in the room. It's like, you'll never be the smartest person in the room. There's a lot of projecting on this show. He keeps telling you what you're going to do in your life and how you're going to fuck up. Because it's all the stuff that he's done. Yeah. And Chris, you work at fucking Walmart. You're not the smartest person in the room. Yes. You're, the, you're, the, you're not even the fucking smartest guy called Chris Martin. You you're the, you make the Coldplay <laughs> cunt seem like a nice guy, you wanker. And he's not even good at talking. Things like addictions, things like anger, rage, you know, hostility towards others. That's eventually going to seep over because you're going to become so consumed with that, that the people that you truly care about the most, they're going to be, uh, what's the word? Uh, they're not punished, but like they're going to be, uh, you're going to not be able to give them 100% of who you are. And it's not right. What are you talking about? <laughs> he was trying to give himself a running start. He's like, what's the thing? Uh, you won't be able to give them the uh, yeah. shit. What is it? You have to reach for a star. And 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 once you grab the star, you have to touch the, 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 the peak of the star and and re- reach further for, for what's behind the star. He's like, shut up, cunt, and please tighten the noose. He finally does figure out the word he was trying to, to get to. You're going to neglect. That's the word. <laughs> neglect the ones that care about you the most. And it's not a fun thing to deal with because I did the same thing. I did. When it came to uh, certain struggles of mine, I neglected my wife. I neglected my children. And it really did not help matters. Okay, so you neglected your wife and children. Don't put that on me. Don't tell me I'm going to. That's what you did, asshole. Yeah, and it's not her fault that she had to marry a loser after her famed run as WWF Tag Team Champion. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, I'm saying she's a fat man. It's it's really interesting because what he tells you in the show is that you won't get what you want in life. He literally says, a lot of people say, God doesn't answer my prayers, but you got to understand that you can't just be whatever you want to be. And I think he's kind of explaining communism here. And you keep doing, keep doing, keep doing, uh, uh, but like you keep failing. Sometimes that means that you're not meant to do it and you're supposed to seek something else. You're supposed to seek truly what you're meant to do because sometimes what you like to do yeah, uh, sometimes that is different than from what you're meant to do. Well, the world needs ditch diggers too. So yes. what happened to this guy is he wanted to be in the army. He's like, since I was a little kid, I wanted to get into the military and defend my country. And because he has like shitty hearing, they didn't allow him to be in the military. So he's like, guys, you're going to want to do things in life, but it's not going to work out for you. Just like it didn't work out for me. You just have to deal with that. And I don't know if that's real motivational. I just want to tell you this right now, that sometimes you're not meant to do what you feel like you're supposed to be doing. That's the opposite of what every motivational speaker tells you. 
Yeah, who the fuck told him he should become a podcaster? That also goes for Opie and Stuttering John. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll leave you with this because it sounds like he's kind of dry and maybe he's not like a real fun guy to hang out with, but he would disagree with that. I am a very, very um, laid back guy. I'm very open. I'm very honest and I'm very sarcastic to where that I like to joke around. He's very sarcastic to where he likes to joke around. Yeah, he's doing this great prank at the minute where he's married to this hippopotamus and he tells everyone about how much her cunt smell doesn't make him vomit every night. <laughs> that would be a podcast I would listen to. Well, there, there's one. He actually did do one talking about uh, she had some sort of cunt infection. Yeah. And he was always, she, she doesn't feel like a real woman. And it's like, that's ironic, isn't it? Is this really true? This uh, yeah, was really an episode. I missed that one. Check out Get My Go and you will find out all the glorious moments of this scumbag's shittiest moments. All right. Oh, so that th- those guys covered this guy on every single episode. This guy and his partner in crime, who's a fucking, you know what, who's in the army. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, they, they, What they do is they do a thing there was a program in the 90s called WWF Superstars. Yeah. And they get up at 2 or 3 in the morning and they'll watch a live stream of it together and they'll comment on it. And it's like watching two pedophiles try to tease in a little boy. <laughs> I haven't watched that, but I guess I could, I guess I could picture it. Yeah, it, it's not fun. It's not, it's not fun. It's not funny. It's, it's just shit. I, I hate this guy. Probably the only guy alive. That I genuinely hate that if I seen him, I would fucking uh, cut his wife's tit off. Speaking of shit, our last podcast episode really inspired some people. We did the Recon podcast, and one of the hosts of the show was a gay gentleman who declared that he's a scat top. And people were pretty impressed by that. I got uh, this came in. Hey, Carl, it's an uh, anticlimactic voicemail guy. Uh, ever since this last episode, I just kind of had this jingle stuck in my head with this, and I really just wanted to make it into something memorable. So uh, here goes nothing. There once was a dom with a muddy member. Name of the man was Master Joey's cock was dry and his slave was horny. Wine, you sissy boy, wine. Soon may the leatherman come to suck, suck my, my cock, cock and eat my cum. One day we'll scat buns, scat no clean my cock till noon. This is terrible. What do you mean, Bobcat? That's brilliant. They need to go on tour with the isotopes. <laughs> They're going to open for the isotopes. That's some really good stuff right there. All right. Hughesy, you probably think I'm going to let you get out of here, but nope, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Stuttering John is going on these troll rants recently. So what happened was Tabitha Stevens, who was an attractive porn star about 38 years ago, was supposed to be a guest on Beer on the Balcony. And apparently someone texted her from John's number saying it's canceled. And then John comes on his show and he's like, oh, the trolls are ruining my show. The trolls. 
So he goes off on, on a rant here. These losers seem to really get joy at being a hateful prick. And you know what's weird about it? Some of these losers have kids. Okay. And I just want to just I just want to put that in perspective. They they have kids. And if they have kids, uh, what exactly what lessons are they teaching their children? How to have fun on the internet, I guess. You're gonna say, well, <laughs> you know, John, you were stuttering John. Yeah, but stuttering John was a comedy bit. For the sake and of you com- were the joke. <laughs> I didn't do it anonymously. I did it straight to their face. And I always tried to hug them or shake their hand after. Because as far as our, I was concerned, there was no hate involved. It was just a comedy bit. You imagine a hug from Stuttering John? No, thank and you. And I was a comedian. You were? So I did it. But I'm face to face. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not hidden. But these people are hidden. They think they're hidden, although thanks to uh, a certain person who I won't mention, I know because of his investigative uh, skills, I know who half of their names are. He knows half of their names. And the first half of the so they try to do it <laughs> And they could say, well, John was a troll. No, John was a troll publicly. He didn't hide. They're trolls that are doing it anonymously, and they have children. Some of these people have children. So what do they say? Look what Dad did today. I I canceled somebody's guest, you know, on their show. Well, Dad, why'd you do that? Because <laughs> he's a loser. <laughs> oh, because he's an asshole. Well, then why don't you just, you know, you know, just leave my, like... Like, I don't get why you would be such a hateful prick. Because you react to it every time. That's why. Yeah. Because of this. Well, somebody. Because that's. Some of these people own. have fucking have. kids that are meant to be parents. Be and pricks. some of them have kids that change They're sex. Losers. There's nothing wrong with that. Someone posted this in the Dabblers Anonymous subreddit. And I thought there were some good points being made in the, uh, the thread on this. First off, this whole thing where John's always like, and this guy has kids. Or some of them have kids. That's a threat, right? When you start bringing up people's kids, like why even yeah. bring that up? That's seems like he's trying to like put it out there, like yeah. And I I know all about you. I know where your kids go to school. Like all right, dude, relax. You know, I'm I'm not saying you should try to get guests to cancel on John, but it's not the way I would respond well, what, to that. What would he have even said? The top of the Stevens, like hey, so. Uh, uh, did you remember sucking uh, Ron Jeremy's cock? <laughs> well, you actually did have Tabitha on. Uh, after they got this all figured out. So I do have some clips from that. But I want to read what Joe Namath NYJ wrote underneath this clip in the subreddit because I thought this was brilliant. This is the thing that John's not understanding. Top five rules for dealing with trolls. Number one, ignore them. Number two, if you can't ignore them, don't constantly say they don't bother you and then address them anyway. Number three, if you must address them, whatever you do, don't lecture. It will only be a source of amusement. Number four, if you can't help but to lecture, don't become emotional and call them names. It will only be a bigger source of amusement. Number five, if you become emotional and call them names, don't bring their kids into it. They're not in the troll biz like their famous father didn't ask to be in the spotlight. 
I th- I thought that was pretty brilliant. John is consistently bitching about trolls and wonders why they fuck with him. He fucking invented trolling. <laughs> well, you kind of did, yeah. And uh, by the way, I've got to say happy anniversary, Carl, because. It was December 3rd last year that I interviewed you for the first time, and it was December 10th when it was released, and it was December 10th when Stuttering John blocked me on all social media. Hey! Yo, 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 happy yeah, anniversary! You're a, you're a prick, you interviewing my enemies! Yeah, you had John on your show and then me the next week, I think, and he got pissed off about that. Yeah, what are you, what are you doing giving them time? So this is more of him. This is another troll rant from a whole other time. You know, you know, they're not going to stop me from doing my show. <laughs> and it ain't going to, you know, it doesn't bother me that much. Yeah, did they cancel Tabitha Stevens? Yeah. Wow. You're good for you. Wow. So in other words, you're an asshole. And you're happy. About being an asshole. Think about that. I like that he says, think about that. Maybe you want to do something different with your life. Think about what I just said to you. Because yeah. I've got life figured out. I'm stuttering John Melendez. So then he has Richard Ojeda on. And he starts bitching to Richard Ojeda about the trolls. I, this guy just could not stop himself. But you know what happened, Army Major? I had a beer on the balcony. And, you know, a troll decided to... Use that um, that phone app and text text my guest canceling canceling her, so she thought she was canceled. So, I mean, this is this is the amount of free time they have. I don't think it takes that much time. And also, <laughs> I think a lot of people are on the case, so I don't think it's just one person who's doing Type that. Two hands. It's not that tough. So he finally gets Tabitha on. They figure out the scheduling. He brings her on. And Husey, you are a podcaster. You interview people. And when you interview them, you do a good job of preparing. You know how to introduce your guest, what to say about your guest. John was not prepared in any way to bring on (laughs) Tabitha. The troll tried. But the troll has now officially failed. Now, without further ado, my friend, um, and uh, I've known this, I've known this woman for quite some time. Say hi to Tabitha Stevens, everybody. Hey, hey guys. <laughs> hi, Tabitha. He, he could have said porn star. He could have said frequent guest on the Howard Stern show. He could have said a <laughs> lot of different things. This is my friend, and uh, uh. I'm friends with her and uh, we're friendly and uh, <laughs> great and introduction. I'm, I'm going to a dry patch, so I still want to fuck her. Oh, God. Tabitha. He would need a lot of boner pills to get with Tabitha Stevens these days. I'm just saying, it's not uh, what it used to be. Uh, she's looking uh, worse than Chris Martin's wife. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not that bad. <laughs> so, in this Tabitha Stevens interview, John tries to fish for a compliment. He didn't realize that Tabitha had seen him do stand-up recently. And John tries to fish for a compliment that he does not get. And then she changes the subject. I was just there two weeks ago. I, I um, crushed it there at, at that show. Oh, it was I, fun. I, we had, it was fun. We had, wasn't it a great time? Like, that yeah. was 
a lot. And you were great. And it was awesome. So, um, Jay, uh, so. Uh, oh, wait, so you were at the show that I did at, the, you know, at the Dirty, at 1230? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, oh, awesome. Yeah, that was my, like, best show when I was, you know, that I had, like, I was killing it there. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and that was a good time. I'll tell you what. I was killing it there, right? Oh, She's I, like, oh. I, I, I did all these hilarious observations, uh, such <laughs> as I said that Donnie Dotard Trump has fucked up here. Both those people there laughing their asses off for two seconds. It's a great time for me. Can we right. see your big tits? Getting away from Tabitha Stevens now, I want to talk about, we, we brought it up last week where John was having trouble with Twitch, and he says to Hale Sparks, can you come over and help me with this? And then they start talking about how gross his apartment is, and, you know, could you clean your place and get a new mattress before I come over, and that kind of thing. Well, fast forward, Hale has come over to help out Suttery John, and they talk all about it. Let's find out what uh, Hale ran into. First off, he had to do extra work for John beyond just helping him with tech issues. Just to give you an idea what a mensch Hal Sparks is. Yesterday I get a call. I'm preparing for, for an audition for a Michael J. Fox movie. It's like a documentary slash live action Michael J. Fox movie, which I'd love to be a part of because I'm such a fan. He is one of the nicest and sweetest uh, celebrities I've ever met in my entire life. But... um. You know, and and I did the audition, and I said, "Well, Hal, since Hal called to, to to come over and help me with Twitch and Facebook, which he did, but he also read and then coached me in the audition. And if you think Hal's smart, nope, about politics, nope, and science, nope, and English and, and everything else, you know what? Also, he's an expert on family ties." Now, the reason why I played this clip, the main reason is I want everyone to know that John auditioned for a Michael J. Fox documentary, whatever that means. I'm not even sure how you audition for a documentary. Yes. <laughs> and so I just want to see, like, let's keep our eyes open to see if this thing comes out and what kind of role stuttering John Melendez has in it. Be curious. Yeah, and it's, it's like the, uh, only Michael J. Fox, who's got really bad case. Was it MS? Uh, no, he has... Um, Parkinson's? Yeah, Parkinson's, yeah. Yeah, Park, even he was like, I can't understand a word, this guy that's stuttering John saying. Yeah, they're like, which one has Parkinson's? I can't tell. Yeah, I was so fucking drunk that I was spilling more beer than Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I'm, I'm just off my medication. Yeah, I said to him, it was fucking hilarious. I said, hey, where the fuck's the, the wizard guy that you drove the car with in the space movie? <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Everybody laughed. <laughs> wizard guy in this space movie all right so that would actually would be a funny thing if he said that i don't think he would come up with something that good hey you remember you played the fucking the, the president's friend and fucking shit city or whatever the fuck you little dwarf freak it was fucking hilarious all right so let's get into so poor hell sparks comes over to help with tech now he's also becoming an acting coach and he's helping him with his lines and his audition and let's talk about the state of this guy's apartment. I didn't have a chance to clean up, and I'm like, oh, no. Of course. Hal's just going to come over here. And I go, didn't bring it up. up. I didn't bring You brought it up. I didn't no, bring it up. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm going, Hal's going to come over here and go, what the? Does this guy ever hear the word cleaning? Uh, yeah. I, um, 
I brought a girl home the other night. You stories all any bollocks? And we go to the song? And she goes, <laughs> and she goes, you know, I mean, would you bring me here and there's cat litter all over the place? And right. I mean, really? I mean, what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what I that's she was clearly a woman of taste and breeding. Um <laughs> all right, so John is leaning into this now. I don't know why he thinks it's so funny. I really don't, because being a gross slob when you're an adult man in your 50s is not funny. And I think yeah. Hale's kind of like, dude, wh- why Why are you doing this? What's going on? Yeah. And does he even own a cat to have cat litter? <laughs> he has three cats. Oh, and, great. And apparently it's a problem. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, I hear that the smell is terrible, but eventually the cats could use to it. <laughs> All right, so hey, John, John does explain what happened with his date that he brought home. In this particular circumstance, um, that that is a cruel and unusual punishment, and I think you uh, owe her, um, like, I don't know, a refund on Tinder, however that works. <laughs> well, Josh Jameson, oh, this, she was from Bumble. He goes, did John she use a from sheet Bumble. trick? Bumble. I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, and... I did do the sheet tricks, so she didn't see, you know, the, the, any anything coming out of the mattress, and um, oh god, you know, I did get kind of lucky, and oh, ta- <laughs> oh god, he, he got kind of lucky. What yeah. does that mean? She, she she was about to suck my dick, but I have had a cock full of cheese. <laughs> what does he mean? He kind of got lucky. Did she pass out and he put his cock in her hand or something? Yeah. What does kind of getting lucky mean? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I I tried to stuff my fist up a cunt, uh, but it turned out that it was a guy's cock. <laughs> so this is him. This is a convoluted story. I'm not buying any of this. None of this makes any sense talking about this woman. And she's a science teacher. Oh, God, so- this poor woman. She's been through enough. Oh, God. Oh, dear Lord. We had great chemistry. Uh, I'm, I, you're, she's going to bomb your place with potassium and a, and a jug of water. Hal, here's um, the funniest part. So, oh, no. Oh, no. She, she's I have very, scars from this conversation already. She's very respectful. So she sleeps over, and, you know, like, you know, she sleeps in my arms. It was a very nice time. Mm-hmm. And, and then she, she, I was going to yeah. go to her, I don't know, you know, her brother's kid's birthday party, whatever. And, you know, she's like, you want to come? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then she goes, and then and then she texts her brother. The brother's like, well, like you know, like I don't want some strange, you know, some, some, you know, some, some you know, a date of yours, to, you know, like he, like he wasn't, he wasn't right. that keen on it. She goes, look, I'll make a deal with you, you know, I fool around with you and stuff, but uh, you don't have to come to the party. <laughs> I go, great. <laughs> All right, does that make any sense? So she invited him to a family party. And then her brother didn't want her bringing Stuttering John. And she goes, listen, I'm sorry you can't go to a child's birthday party anymore, but I'll blow you now. Does that sound yeah. plausible? I mean, does that, does that go on in Ireland? What's, what, what are they talking about here? But we, the main thing I want to know is why the fuck is Hal Sparks always on this show? That actually leads me into my next clip. Because Hal is questioning himself. What is he doing all of this for? And he comes up with a theory that I think might be right. So what there was your impression no- when you were up in my studio here? Um, uh, that I I should have bought you a flamethrower. 
That, that joke again. Third time he's I used that joke. I still stand by my original statement. I said you got John. me these lights that I still don't know what the hell I'm going to do with. Yeah. You're, you're, you're from a flamethrower, aren't you? Sparks. Hilarious. Well, I'm going to use that in my next step. I, I drive all the way across town and I put my put my own show on hold. Um, I think I might be codependent. I'm going to have to seek, seek uh, professional help. Um <laughs> I don't know why John's laughing so hard. I don't funny. know why I would think that after the last time I was there, when you had somebody come and clean because you cleaned, that you would keep doing it. I don't know why. <laughs> I really do. I got to get a cleaning lady. I do. Yes, you I do. do. You've also just got to get a shovel. But um, <laughs> why a shovel? <laughs> for the kitty litter. Oh, yes. Yeah. John does not get jokes ever. Yeah, this is this is the going back to that Brennan and fucking Benjamin thing. But uh, I think that Stuttering John reminds Hal Sparks of the grandmother that he neglected as a child. Yes, there's something and going on here. Yeah, this codependent relationship thing is an interesting theory. So he sees this fat, unfunny, double-stroke victim alcoholic and thinks, I've got to do what I can before people remember that I was in Queer as Folk. <laughs> yeah, he tried to make a new legacy for himself by helping out a special needs friend of his. <laughs> so this is where it gets very gross. I will warn everybody. John goes into specifics about what he's doing in his apartment. Okay, how? I got three cats. So they go into. Th- I have three kitty little boxes. They right. go in there and they dig all the kitty litter, and then it goes all over the floor. Get a covered cat box. They have hoods on them. Or vacuum. Get the ones with yes. hoods. They won't kick it out. Or sweep every now and then. Clean yeah. them. Every two days, sift them. Yes. Take every the two shit days. out. Leave the kitty litter. Every two oh. days. Oh, I, at I, least. I, I sift them at every least. two weeks. <laughs> All right. He's proud of himself. I don't know why. He's got three cats in his apartment, three cat boxes, and he cleans them every two weeks. What what do you think? Uh, like, if, if that's the, the hygiene of his house, yeah. Well, what do you think is the state of his uh, anus and penis hygiene? Right. I see. Like, this is why the, bringing his kids over for Thanksgiving, or this idea that um, he's bringing a girl back to his place, none of it makes any sense. No one would I do think that. He, I think he takes a shit and and just to save the money, he goes, "Okay, I'm going to give it six squares of paper." And whatever I get, and if it's not clean by the sick, then I'm going to have a scratchy ass all fucking day. I thought you were going to tell me that he he flushes his toilet every two weeks just to save the water. He's worried about the water pill. I'll just let it pile up for a week or so. I'll I'll go to the Pickwick pub and take a shit there. Oh, you know he shits at the the pub for sure. Yeah. My buddies where I keep getting my dick sucked. So for some reason... John continues to ask Hal, like, yeah, what else did you think about my place? So he didn't clean up his place. It's disgusting. And he keeps asking Hal to describe it. The other thing is uh, cans of stuff. We'll talk about that later. It's not important. Oh, oh you mean, I, you know, like the orange juice I had, the Gatorade and the beer cans? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's from my, I mean, yeah, that's from my beer on the balcony. And and I you know I should probably put them in a bag and you know 
Yeah, and take them out after, after. Yeah, yeah. Or at the very least, just throw them off the balcony. At least you won't be tormented by them anymore. <laughs> so John never cleans up the cans. His empties are just laying all over the place, apparently, which is, again, a childish thing to do. I'd be an adult, have a recycle bit or something. And this whole idea that, well, I got to have my beer cans because I do a beer on the balcony show. That was his idea to do that. And now he's acting like... I don't want to be drinking beer, but I have a show called Beer on the Balcony. So what am I going to do? My hands are tied here. Hal Sparks could use his acting history to do a crossover called Queer on the Balcony. But uh, the question I've got to ask you, was there any updates on that lawsuit? Yes, actually, he did talk to his attorney. And I didn't pull the clip of the great Michael Popak because (laughs) what uh, his attorney said was that they won't hear anything until probably the second quarter of 2022. This thing is just dragging on and on and on. So there won't be any new news for a long time, unfortunately. This is he is a ridiculous, sad old man. Like I, I, I really don't know what the fuck he's he's even thinking. It, it's embarrassing. Come here, get him. <laughs> get him, get him back on your show. Let me call oh, in. Please. That'd be great. Anthony, if, if you if someone can get this down today, Anthony. Please put the message out to Stutter and John and get him back on your show and have live that'd call-ins. Be, that'd be amazing if, yeah, if you extended an olive branch. It was just like, John, you know what? I'm, I was going back. I'm thinking, we didn't treat you right when you came on the show last time. Artie's not here anymore. Come back on. Let's let's have a little powwow. Maybe I should donate to your run for the Senate. You know, maybe I'll, I'll actually <laughs> invest in that for you. Get one of your T-shirts. Oh, please, Anthony, be a, be a good boy and get lovely Melendez on the show. That's what Elisa Jordana did. She got him on the show and then just had nothing but haters call in and call him a stuttering fuckface. And it was hilarious. <laughs> it was one of the best things that ever happened. Oh, my God. Uh, Anthony says, OK, he's into it. All right. Yeah. Hey, hey, Anthony, I got a hilarious nickname for you because you're my hero. You're... <laughs> The Ant-Man. <laughs> anyway. All right. That sucks. I'm going to play you the last clip of Hale Sparks because John thinks that, like, Hale's neat and tidy and John's a slob, so they must be, like, the odd couple. And Hale Sparks is like, well, you're beyond just untidy. Any other observations? Uh, no, no, no. Luckily, no one can, uh, like, we're not on smell vision It's fine. <laughs> You weren't very judgmental, though. It seemed like you just were like, I know what I'm getting into. I'm not going to even comment. I'm just going to, like, I'm just going to deal with the fact that he is the incarnation of Oscar Madison. I I don't think, see, the thing, Oscar Madison was uh, was scattered, and and he definitely was messy, but there... It, it was. It didn't graduate into kitty litter at all. It was just kind of like crumbs. See, John thinks he's cute and quirky because he's got this thing where I never clean my apartment. It's, isn't that hilarious? It's one of the things people know about me. Like, no, it's disgusting. He's becoming a whackpacker. <laughs> yes, John the Drunk. Yeah. Be his new name. Calling into the Howard Stern show. John the Cheese Dick Loser. What an alcohol problem. And the son would have come. I could, I could see John calling into the Howard Stern show. John, did you shit in your poopy diapers? Yes. Did you then <laughs> eat the shit out of your poopy diapers? Yes. <laughs> All Smith. right. 
Spell poopy diapers. <laughs> L-E-S-T-R. Last one I have for you. He had this comedian on Ornery Adams. Or Orny, oh, Orny Adams. Not Ornery. I know him from the uh, comedian documentary starring yes. Jerry Seinfeld. Very good. That would have been your best impression yet. Can you say, I'm Jerry Seinfeld, and you're listening to Who Are These Podcasts? I'm Jerry Seinfeld, and you're listening to Who Are These Podcasts? Do you want my Michael Richards impression? <laughs> yes, I want your Michael Richards impression. Yeah. I know what this is going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not. Uh, you're a ginger, Jerry. <laughs> All right, so, I say ginger 24-7. So, Ordy Adams is on John's show. And John finds out that he lives in L.A. So what's the first thing that John thinks when he finds out someone's local? The Pickwick Paul. We got to get a beer together. Exactly. <laughs> this, this exchange is unbelievable. And wait till the end because that is the kicker. No, I'm in L.A. Where? Well, I don't want to say where, but, uh, you know. Well, no, I mean, I mean, you drink beer? Yeah, I drink beer, but I don't. I don't start at two in the afternoon. It's only three. I got. I got a guy coming over to. Uh, we have to snake my one of my bathtubs later. You know, this day's I just. Have, because, I have. You're a hell plumbers. of a drinker. I have good plumbers, by the way. No, this yeah, is my well, beer this, on the balcony. How can I call the show "Beer on the Balcony" if I'm not drinking beer? I mean, like mm. you know, you know. Yeah. I mean, that would be false advertising. You know what I mean? Way to be committed to the format. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll privately invite you over. You come over. You can go. The, the Shasta's got a beer fridge. It's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. I'll do your podcast if you want. Well, I haven't asked you, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> what is that? He does it all the time, too. By the way, I'll do your podcast. You're not an interesting guest. You're not a good get, John. Orny Adams, of course, huge star. Reading here, star of Teen Wolf. Oh yeah, I saw that. Which Teen Wolf? Yeah, the, the exactly. <laughs> not not the not the Michael J. Fox Teen Wolf. Oh no, not shit. You know I auditioned for him and, the, and I said the truck with a space movie and we drove the truck to space and I fucked his mother. Uh, what a what a great get from Orny Adams. <laughs> I, I love that he goes. Did you do drink beer? He's like, yeah, but not now. Why are you drinking beer right now? And John goes, well, it's the name of the show. I have to drink beer. It's not like, he's the one who came up with the idea and named the show. And he's like, "It's I, my hands are tied here. I, I have to drink beer because it's beer on the balcony. You know, I we, can't have a we, orange juice. We got so much in common. Beer. We never made it. Does your son have a pair of tits and a gun? Oh. <laughs> All right. Adam, you've been very, very gracious with your time. Can I get you to hang out for a quick Opie segment? I'll fucking love to. All right. All right, so this is actually related to what you were talking about before with the wizard and the space movie thing. Oh, I hope he's talking about how he's watching Loki on Disney with his uh, his son. You know, they're really into it, and he, he says something that's retarded. And we just uh, binge-watched the Disney Plus Loki series. I didn't get it. That time travel shit is annoying. No one has made a good time travel movie, and I mean no one, because because I like logic, and it, it never logically makes sense. There's always some, like... 
there's always something wrong with the story when you do one of these time travel movies. Back to the Future is an amazing movie. What do you mean there's never been a good time travel movie? Back to the Future. Uh, yeah, I'd like to, I think that uh, someone would like to make a time travel movie. They travel back in time and don't fuck it up with your much more talented co-host. Yeah. Maybe you should get into a DeLorean and ask Sirius XM to hire back Anthony in 2014, July of 2014. Yeah. Could you program that for July 4th, 2014? That would be your magic date right there for you. Yeah, or, or maybe get in the DeLorean and get a fucking dietitian over to fucking uh, Carl Ruiz's house. <laughs> That's also a good idea. Yeah. So I love that he says, I'm just too intelligent to be down with a time travel movie. But he also loves Guardians of the Galaxy and all these other like Marvel movies. Like, so superheroes, that makes perfect sense. But time travel is where you're like, no, nah, this isn't realistic yeah. enough for me. I can't. It's, I can't it's get into stupid. It. It's almost just, it's like I, they're not smart like me when I had Stalker Patty on my show for 40 fucking minutes. Oh, God. I went back and listened to that on your recommendation. Holy shit. So the reason why I listened to this episode of Opie, which is, by the way, entitled uh, the Patrice O'Neill Benefit or my thoughts on Patrice O'Neill Benefit. He talks about Patrice O'Neill for about 43 seconds. But the real topic of this show is and i find myself once again in a car waiting for the street sweeper it is alternate side of the street parking day yay yay for me so he's doing the alternate street parking thing where he has to move his car for the street sweeper what do you think it's like for him when he goes on social media and he sees anthony doing these live shows and having all these guests in and he's he's Going to fucking, what is it, Georgia or whatever the fuck? And South, then South Compound's doing shows in Las yeah. Vegas and shit. And what's what's uh, Opie doing? Sitting in his car watching the street sweeper? Yeah, and he, he literally says the reason why he does that is because it saves him $800 a month. That's what it would cost for him to have parking. And I thought this was a weekly thing. He said it's Thursday and Friday every week. He has to go out there and sit in his car for an hour and a half. I'll, I'll play you how this all breaks down because I, I find it. Extremely amusing. But I want to say real quick, on the bonus show I did with Doug this past week that's up on our Patreon now, Opie talks about how he's going to get back in the game. He's thinking about he's, he's going to stop being a recluse, and he's going to get back into, I don't know if that means a radio show or if he's going to take podcasting more seriously or what he's talking about, but he's, he's seriously considering making a comeback. And I also got some really good ISOs and some new uh, Opie drops from the episode we covered on uh, the bonus show, things like this. Whatever. And uh, another favorite of mine. Whatever. And what the f? This guy is a human drop machine lately. And the, even the clip I just played for you, I loved this at the end. Yay! Yay for me! Did he get castrated? What the fuck? What's going on with this guy? This is Opie once again explaining what he has to do every Thursday and Friday morning from 8 until 9.30 a.m. It's such a scam. So first of all, starting at 8 o'clock, i got to sit in my car in the driver's seat with the engine on. And then you got these stupid meter maids. They come walking up and down the streets. If you're not sitting in your car in the driver's seat starting at 8 o'clock from 8 to 9.30 with the engine on, these guys will give you a ticket right in front of your face. Whoa, watch out for that. A ticket right in front of your face. 
fucking it's, brutal. Uh, it's an exciting life. It's very exciting. It's all for, it also is very stressful. And then the street sweeper goes flying by. You should be good because that was the only reason you had to move for alternate side of the street parking day. They're not coming back. And you still have to wait until 9.30. And if you're, if you're stupid enough to go, you know, it's 9.15, I think I'm good. You got a sneaky Pete meter maid hiding behind a goddamn tree somewhere just waiting for you to leave the car. So they try to get you not once, not twice, but three times. Gosh, it almost sounds like 800 bucks a month would be worth it to not have to yeah. deal with all of those. Yeah. Now, now, let's compare this episode to the episode of the Anthony Cumia show when he had Artie and Gilbert Godfrey on at the same time. Yeah, that was a little bit more entertaining than this, I would say. More jokes. Yeah, for sure. One point to the Ant-Man. <laughs> all right. Now, this is him talking about Patrice O'Neill. And this is the most retarded take I have ever heard out of Opie's mouth, and that's saying something. And I think it's amazing that Patrice left us way too soon, had incredible uh, potential. I think a lot of the stuff that Kevin Hart's doing would have been Patrice's, to be completely honest with you. I think Patrice would have been a big fucking star because he would have got around people that accepted uh, him for who he was. Kevin Hart is nothing like Patrice O'Neill. Is it yeah. just because they're both black people that he knows? He had to say that? Why Kevin would... Hart is as funny as finding out that a friend of yours was stabbed in a bar fight. Uh, I find funnier lumps in my groin than Kevin Hart. Listen, Kevin Hart's a bit of a sellout, okay? He's on every fucking commercial. He was in every movie for a year and a half. He's a bit of a sellout. Patrice was the exact opposite of that. Their comedy is polar opposites. The way they conduct their lives are completely different. And Opie's take is if, if Patrice had, had lived... He'd be a 50-year-old guy in Kevin Hart roles. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, Patrice Never. is also also just physically. Patrice is like a big guy. Kevin Hart's this tiny little dude. It doesn't make any sense at all that he thinks that that's what would have happened. Opie is talking out of his dick hole. He's a moron. He's he's not a bright guy. He doesn't have good takes on things. But we- I, I, I think he probably just decided to say that because he realized Oh, fuck. I need to put a, a catchy title. Yep. I can't use Anthony's name. I yep. can't call it the Ant-Man. So I'll call it the Patrice shit. That's fucking ridiculous. It is ridiculous because he talks about it, like I said, less than a minute. And that's the title of the show. And uh, we also learned something about Opie and his acting skills. Ugh. Because he was calling out, I think it was Kevin Hart now that I think about it. He was calling out his acting on his new show that wasn't very good. And he explains that he is a good actor. What would you know about acting? Shut up. I did plenty of acting. I literally played a character on a radio show, you stupid F. Yeah, that's right. Opie was a character. All right, so now Opie, this Robin Quivers did this thing too. He's trying to pretend that that wasn't Greg Hughes all those years. I was playing a character. You know, the guy who didn't know anything and wasn't funny and didn't have good jokes. I got butthurt when people made fun of him on the air. Yeah. That was a character I was playing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Remember that, that Daniel Day Lewis level performance when <laughs> we heard the seething anger of when he was getting so fucked off that Kumia and Jim Norton were killing it, making everybody laugh while, while, while fucking Opie sitting there going, Let's go to the phones. Uh, 
Yeah, remember when he's playing Candy Crush? That's because that was written in the script for his character to be disinterested in the show that he was supposedly hosting. Yeah. Uh, remember that time that he fucking uh, freaked out Ray Liotta? That was basically good, fellas. <laughs> he's, I love this idea that he's an actor. It's like, Opie, you're acting the way that you act. There's no script. You're not pretending to be someone else. You're Opie. This, this yeah. idea that you're playing a character on your radio show is bonkers. <laughs> You know, that's actually something that I've always thought that when Opie and Anthony were on uh, the Louis C.K. sitcom, which is yes. like uh, Louis, sorry, and then with the, all the Grand Theft Auto stuff, Anthony always got bigger roles than Opie did, and I'm convinced that shit drove him fucking nuts. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. And that's funny, too, because Jim Norton actually has acted in a lot of things, and if you asked him if he was an actor, he'd be like, no, I don't know how to act. I suck at yes. acting. <laughs> Like he can't, and Opie's in here going, I know how to act. I was an actor on the radio. <laughs> okay. All right, so get ready for this, Adam. This is what we've all been waiting for. This was the climax of Opie's show. It's going to become the climax of this show. Never before has this happened on an alternate street parking episode. The street sweeper appears. I believe she was with Ryan Reynolds, right? Were they married or something? Oh, the street sweeper. Fuck, I told you. Oh, oh my God. Are you serious? He's at the end of the line. I'm, uh, there's like 15 cars. Oh, well, please give us the play by play. I need to know every minute <laughs> what happens. Hope we had to go change his underwear after that happened. I don't know why he got that excited, but he even calls it. The money shot. Uh, oh, this is exciting. Oh my god, this is the big get. I've done I've done alternate street alternate side of the street uh, parking live streams, but never got the, the money shot where the street sweeper comes through. Look at all the money you're saving. Are you kidding me? December first was what, yesterday? That's another uh, at least eight hundred, eight hundred and fifty dollars in my pocket because I'm not doing the um, monthly parking. Which is it? Eight hundred and eight fifty. It doesn't fluctuate. <laughs> Yeah, what a fascinating story. So much more better than fucking Peter Jackson's Beatles documentary, Get Back. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is so much more riveting than watching the Beatles actually write the songs that have become um, the soundtrack to all of our lives. Who cares about that? Much yeah, more interested in the street And sweeper. if Opie does a fucking best off collection, you know that's going to appear in there. <laughs> the, the year in review. Remember when yeah. the street sweeper showed up? Jesus Christ. Now, I know what you're thinking, Adam. I know. I'm reading your mind right now. Opie had to move his car. Did he get his spot back? Because that's, th you know that's the stressful part about this. Like, you have to move your car, and then everyone wants that spot once you've moved your car. Yeah. How did you know I was going to say that? I, I, I can tell. I can tell by the look on your face. Oh, so, you're all right. good. Here's the excited conclusion. Hold your breath. I'm only going to have one shot at parking this. And if I fuck it up. And someone can take my spot. Woo! We good! We good! We good! And that's it. I think we have to call it a rat. Who was I talking to who said, Opie's just like a very lonely person now. This, this is This is lonely. It might have been you. This, yeah. is, this is the behavior of someone who's very lonely, that they're on their phone chatting with a couple dozen people as they have to move their car and get their parking spot back. And he's pumped about it. He's, he's acting like he just accomplished something in life. This is really yeah. sad. What I'd like to know is 
when stuff like that happens, who does he then like text about it? Does he be like, <laughs> oh, the, uh, I'll contact Carl, contact yeah. Vic. Yeah, Vic's out. Don't fucking talk to me. Yeah, uh, Sharad isn't all that interested in how I park my car these days. I don't think he's going to care if I text him. I guess I'll have to text my wife and the Philly crew again. Oh, God. What about Bam Margera? Does he have his number? I'm sure he does. Yeah, someone in that family does. But I'm a libtard. <laughs> I'm a snowflake. All right, Ope. That's enough out of you. So, yeah, please check out the uh, bonus show we did with uh, Doug and I talking about, easy for you to say, the audio book from uh, Stuttering John because we do get into some uh, some updated Opie stuff. And listen, if you don't want to. Whatever. Adam Hughes, what have we done today? We have done too much. We, we did too much. Fucking, yes. Yeah. We've done retarded hillbillies. Yep. We've done fucking uh, a sadly disappointing Kevin Brennan and Owen Benjamin documentary. I've really annoyed Anthony Cumia. I have uh, spoken about stuttering John smelly penis and his dirty arsehole. We've uh, kitty litter. Honest, we, we covered some kitty litter too, I think. That we was an important that. part we of made our fun show. Of, uh, Top of the Stevens cunt. We also heard a fascinating story of Opie seeing a straight cleaner, which I can't wait to re-listen. I know. That's going to be a lot of fun. So you know what that means. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The teaser. The teaser. Next week's teaser. The teaser. Next week's teaser. The teaser. This is the part of the show we play a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing on next week's WATP. And last time I fucked it up, so maybe this time I'll get it right. We're doing it. It's Sunday, November 28th, 2021, and I've got 13 guests. All right, so that's the same teaser I played last week that Doug loves movies. I think we'll probably get to it on uh, next week's episode. Adam Hughes, Hughesy, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and do this. It's been a lot of fun. People should check out It's Hughesy Hello. Where can they find you, sir? You can find It's Hughesy Hello, which has... Uh, interviews with great people such as Carl. There's a, a an interview on there with Anthony Cumia, which I have to admit, while the topics aren't bad, the audio is shit, but it's still, I got the interview, Anthony's very good. All kinds of classic comedians. Uh, there's some of the film industry in there. I've interviewed a lot of classic wrestlers. Uh, also, if you find it on the uh, YouTube at Hughie Entertainment, there's, you can show my lovely sparkly jumpers. It's always nice for the boys to see. And if anyone out there happens to be a pro wrestling fan, check out Keep No 100 Official. That's an official YouTube channel for a show hosted by the legends Conan and Disco Inferno, which I edit for. Very good. And uh, the latest episode of It's Husey Hello is a Christmas special featuring yours truly. Yes. Husey and I just recently recorded that. A fascinatingly original title called Ho, ho, who are these podcasts, which is really, really funny. No one can say you aren't clever, my friend. No one's going to ever accuse you of that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks so much for coming on. It was good to talk to you. I will, uh, I'll let you go. We're going we're gonna to get to reviews and voicemails and stuff like that. So I'll let you get out of here. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Do I literally leave and go? Yeah, you can literally leave and go. Okay. 
All right, well, thanks very much. And I love your podcast, Carl. It's actually my favorite one to listen to. And uh, hopefully, Anthony uh, will be in the Ant Man. All right, <laughs> All right, they predicted you would say Ant Man one more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. All right, let's get right to, even though producer Chris has the week off, you still have a net news. Internet news. From the Facebook group, Josh posts, that recon episode was a good one. Marvin comments, yeah, the last two weeks almost made up for the one with Vito on it. Bridget introduces a new word with, I have a co-worker who Fran Drescher laughs sometimes, and I think of the old caller every time. Delightful. From the Discord's WATP weekly discussion, generic tag shares, Patrick Michael has never eaten food that wasn't flash frozen before he bought it. Nick777 writes, Patrick Michael once admitted that he's never been inside a condo. So it's not surprising he's never eaten real food. Carl's Clubfoot, I recall one time when he was absolutely baffled by the fact that prepared frozen food takes much longer to cook in a conventional oven than a microwave. If I remember correctly, he then proceeded to ask why anyone would ever use an oven. Flair adds, I bet he's had hot dogs from a can before. God only knows how those trotters and entrails have been processed and chemically adulterated. But I don't think they're ever flash frozen. So checkmate, gourmands. Dr. Quirty says, Gotta say, this week's is one of the best episodes in a while. If you ignore the part with Johnny What's-His-Nuts talking about Artie incoherently. Remziel comments, Yeah, that dude should lay off whatever he was on. Or just fucking breathe. From Dabbler's Anonymous, Educational Flora posts, Hal was at the Roach Motel and shares a video of Hal Sparks driving after visiting Stutjo's place. Fudgical 2018, Hal's the hottest chick John's ever had in his place, so to speak. Majestic Risk 7, John is Hal's special needs kid. That's how Hal sees him. There is no other explanation for this. Waste Volume 6352 notes, The case of Hal being completely caught up in John's life continues to get more disturbing. Fix It 403 opines, Not the best episode to listen to on Chili Dog Night. Outside Command asks, Is this the first episode where Andy actually had to talk about actual shit? A catchphrase can be a double-edged sword at times. And Roscoe577 plays us out with, It smells like a gay porno in here! All right, now, we are recording on a Friday. I don't think we have Vic or Casey, but thankfully, Cardiff Electric to the rescue to go over our recent reviews. This week's review segment is brought to you by Vinny Likes Wrestling, the most famous wrestling podcast on the internet today. Brought to you by the Cardiff Electric Podcast Network. Here's this week's reviews. One of my new favorites. This is one of my new favorite podcasts. Love, roast, and bully humor. L-O-L. One, two, five star? three. That's a five star. The next review from the internet. Meh. Vic sounds fat. One, two, Vic is not fat. Three. That's a five star. All right. The final review from the internet. 
jock asses. What a used up, overdone basis for a podcast. This is absolute garbage. And fuck you, Carl. Then a series of emojis. One, two, three. That's a five star. Nice. Better luck next week, Carl. Your <laughs> average for reviews this week is 1.6. This review segment is brought to you by the Cardiff Electric Podcast Network. Home of Vinny Likes Wrestling, the most famous wrestling podcast on the internet today. All right, it's enough about Vinny and his wrestling podcast. I don't think that math made any sense. 1.6, it sounded like a lot of positive reviews from my perspective. I don't know. Heart of Electric is a star that we all need. It's true. And he actually went above and beyond this week because if you remember last week, Vic came up with a bit that she wanted to do where she was going to read something that a podcaster said, and we had to guess who the podcaster was who said it. Now, according to Cardiff Electric, she didn't think it went very well. She called him crying afterwards. She was in tears, upset about the bit not going over as well as she hoped it would. And so this is Cardiff, who is going to do his own who said it bit for Vic. Let's see how this goes. Welcome to Who Said It, the official podcast game on WATP. Brought to you by the Cardiff Electric Podcast Network. Okay, Carl and co-host, who said it? Our first entry, who said it? Jason Momoa. Okay. He's got beautiful hair, but how long can it last? Who said it? Um, One. Who said Jason Momoa's got beautiful hair, how long can it last? That sounds like an Opie thing to say. Uh, You have a thought on that? I gotta be honest, I couldn't understand what he was saying. Yeah, I know he's a very thick accent. I know it's difficult. Yeah, I, it's difficult to understand. These weird accents are hard to understand. Uh, I, I get it. I get it. Two, three. Jason Momoa. Okay, he's got beautiful hair. Patrick Michael. But how long can it last? I should have known that. Who said it? I tell dick jokes for a living. That's what I do. I make money telling a dick joke. Who said it? Did you hear that one, Husey? I make money telling a dick joke? Yeah, who would say that? That's how I make money telling dick jokes. I'm going with Seth MacFarlane. No, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. (laughs) Okay. One, two, three... I tell dick jokes for a living. That's what I do. He's all Patrick Michael. <laughs> I make money telling a dick joke. He doesn't make Our money. Our next entry. That's what threw me off. Who said it? Even the My Pillow Twitter feed was removed, banned from Twitter, because Mike Lindell started posting his conspiracy theories from that site after he was banned from using his own personal Twitter feed. Who said it? One, I'm going I'm to guess Patrick Michael two, this time. Three. <laughs> Seems like that might be right. Even the, the My Pillow nope. Twitter feed. Oh, yeah, was I was thinking of him too. Was, was banned by Twitter because Mike Lindell started posting his conspiracy theories from that site after he was banned from using his uh, own personal I thought Twitter of Tom feed. Myers, and I just thought That's that, all for this week. Damn it, Cardiff. Who said it? You got me. Brought to you by the Cardiff Electric Podcast Network. Home some of the most famous podcasts on the internet today. Also, Vic sucks. Ah, thought you guys were friends. You're both uh, review girls. The review girls got to stick together. All right, 
I have uh, some voicemails to get to. Let's run through these quickly, shall we? See what people have to say. Hey, Carl. Uh, in isotopes in Apple Music, since you keep talking about your fucking band, I decided to listen to it because, you know, more Christmas music is good. Uh, it turns out if you don't type in the isotopes, you get isotopes, and it's the worst fucking band I've ever heard in my life. Uh, Christmas album's pretty good, though, but don't make another music special. All right, punch it out. All right, so the isotopes, not just isotopes, and yes, the Christmas album is pretty good. That's what I've been hearing, so thank you for checking that out. Anybody who wants to check out wherever you get streaming music, the isotopes, Merry Christmas from the isotopes. All right, this next one's perfect analysis of Stuttering John's appeal. I'm listening here to the Stuttering John segment, and I have to say, I think the appeal, the the deep soul-level appeal of listening to this guy it's kind of the equivalent of like the 600 pound life that you watch while you're eating the Cheetos and you're like, honey, grab more Cheetos. We're doing fine. Uh, because that person is so much worse off. I think what you've achieved here with Stuttering John, I know it's running a little long, but it, it's something the equivalent of existential dread. I think we're all, you know, running around terrified of our own mortality, but then you listen to this man and you realize, honey, Grab more Cheetos. We're doing fine. I agree. It is the same appeal as 600-pound life. Do you have that over there in Ireland, my 600-pound life? Uh, yeah, but it's just it's mostly the shits that we take the morning after a good sesh. So in America, we have very fat people, and they're everywhere, and we like to point and laugh. So uh, Stuttering John is the equivalent with his stupidity as 600-pound people are with their fatness. And I agree. I think that's a pretty spot on analysis. I, I could see, I would, I think that Stutter and John will saddle down one day with a very, very fat woman. And uh, I can't wait to see the, the, the pictures. <laughs> I think you might be right about that. All right. Um, I mentioned last week, Jerry Banfield was talking about having two hours to jerk off while his roommate was gone. And I mentioned that just like fucking jerk off in two minutes and gone a day. And apparently people have opinions about this. Two things, Carl. One, why are you coming in two minutes? Have you ever heard of edging? Jesus Christ. The jingles department must be very unsatisfied with your performance. And two, you're, what, what are you doing fucking strippers with condoms? You can't get STDs. You're a man. STDs are for women, in fact. Come on. Come on, Carl. Science. All right, back. All right. Well, I like when people educate me on the show. Yeah, yeah, but I can. Yeah, two minutes. Give me, give me, give me twenty seconds. Yeah, depending on the video. Sure. Give me, give me one picture of that Zia and Chrissy Mayer photograph. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Twenty seconds. Yeah, there were. That was uh, some boobies going on. That was very nice. Very nice, Chrissy. Well done. Uh, Tucker Dixon called in. Hey, Carl, it's Tucker Dixon here. Just listen to the last episode, and I want to let you know that there is some legitimacy to what that guy was talking about with the butthole pictures, except for I call it Tucker's tits. The only way to know whether a woman is racist is if she sends me a picture of her bare naked tits so that I can judge whether she's racist. Or not. It's very scientific. I can teach you the method. But just, you know what, send me tit pictures, ladies, and I will I'll take care of it. I'll just I'll let you know if you're racist or not. It's very important. Anyways, I'm coming over 45 seconds, so turn it out. So Tucker can do this, by the way, ladies. And the way that you get those 
images to Tucker to send them into WATP show at gmail.com and I will yeah. forward them on to Tucker Dixon so he can find out if you're a racist or not. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a rare skill. It's a rare skill, but some people in our listening audience have it. Very cool. <laughs> All right. The last week's episode was uh, controversial, I would say, based on the uh, the subject matter. People have things to say about it. Hey, Carl. Love the show, normally. Uh, that last episode, not so much. No, don't love. Please never do that again. Uh, and a couple other notes on uh, the Recon podcast. I'm going to go out of limb and say that that guy who wants to hurt people and make them eat his shit probably has some issues. Uh, kink shaming is just cover for psychopaths and that other guy should definitely not marry him unless it's for money in which case he should definitely not eat his shit until after the marriage uh because that is usually how the exchange goes all right do better next time (laughs) do better next time okay thank you sir thanks for your notes i appreciate it i love the fact that his advice is you should probably not eat that guy's shit like, how often do you have to say that? Until after you get married. Yeah, that's not a sentence <laughs> I say every day, that's for sure. Whatever it takes. For the room. <laughs> I'm waiting for you and Kruger to start your new podcast, The Bitchier Boomers. You know, the podcast where you review metal and you whine about, oh, it's too heavy. Oh, it's too fast. Oh, I don't like the down-tooting guitars. Oh, I don't like blast beats. Oh, I don't like double bass. I can't stand the brutal vocals. It's not Ween or Weezer. Don't call me back. Not a bad idea for a podcast. I think we could probably make that happen. Just two guys complaining about metal music. That could be fun. Oh, God. No. No, metal sucks anyway. You don't like any metal music? I like uh, Metallica, and that's about it. Wow, deep. Deep pull. Yeah. You've heard of Metallica? Wow. Yeah. They've got this great song called Enter Sandman. Oh, and really? It only gets, and it, it only gets better once the 90s go on. Is that a B-side? I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, uh, it's... You, you, you'll like it. Buy this, order the CD tonight. I will. I'll get, I'll get that on cassette tape. All right. Last voicemail I have to play. Carl, I heard you talking about the uh, Captain Crunch Crunchberry's Popcorn. I don't know how religiously you listened to Drew and Mike, but maybe you caught the boner line the day that the guy talked about eating oops all berries and it turning his shit blue. That was me. That was you? And I will tell you. Wow. If you eat a whole box of Captain Crunch oops all berries, it will turn your shit blue. All right. And I'm talking a beautiful blue, a super azure ass log. Try it sometime. It's pretty fucking cool. See ya. Should we all try it and share photos on social media? Should we make a, a subreddit thread for this? Does Stutter and John have a email address? He does, yes. Then we should all do that. And <laughs> everybody send in the photographs. <laughs> Just wake up to like 40 photographs of shit. That guy who knows how to uh, text from his number to his contacts, can he just start <laughs> texting all of his contacts blue shit? <laughs> That'd be funny. Tim the Seems is like, John, stop texting me your blue shit. I don't want to see it anymore. Oh, that wasn't me. That's a troll. That's a troll. I've been framed. Shit. You want to come back on the show? How much how, how much time do you have on, on your hands? Oh, you're such a loser. You got to text blue shit to my mom. 
and to my ex-wife <laughs> and my my daughter's son. All right, Yuzi, thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Since producer Chris was not here, I was riding solo for the uh, voicemail segment. So thanks for hanging out. No problem. It's always great to uh, overstay my welcome. All right. Thanks for hanging with us until the very end. You are going to be rewarded, as we said. This is off of the new Soul Psych album that you can get on their website. You can get the link there in our description. This is a song called Hypnotist. Please enjoy.
Jesus, I gotta go. This is getting stupid. Bye, guys. Okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's a- over. <laughs>